recording now. Ready? In oh. three, two. Hey, welcome back, y'all. So welcome, to, welcome to the grapevine. Okay, cut that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, inside. I don't know what to do with my face. You just look cute. Smile. Okay, not like that. That's <laughs> worst people you could have chose to do this with welcome back y'all to another episode of hurt the grapevine i am your host your lead wine stress lex and today i have some special folks with me my high school bffs you guys want to introduce <laughs> okay i'm elvany hey everybody uh i'm alexis and well we're high school, <laughs> we high school friends exactly um I, well I mean I feel like we all we all definitely like met I think in drama if I'm correct no is that wrong damn I missed the friendship wrong I feel like me and Lex messed up I didn't I, meet well, y'all in choir me and Elvany met in middle school judo <laughs> when oh, you my ass <laughs> I forgot about you. In them big heavy suits. That's where we met. Yeah. Because I wasn't in judo though. Huh? Yeah, but I, well, we didn't know each other that well, but I met you in second grade. Oh, that that technically don't count though. I wouldn't even think about saying that. Really? (laughs) It's not what it don't count. We've been like good friends since 2009, 10. So like going on. Yeah. What year is it now? Oh my God, over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, we have all, you know, gone in our different pathways in life and different professions and our friendship is still going. So I'm so happy to have them on with us today. We're going to get into some good stuff. Um, why don't we just go ahead and get started? So you usually set the tone. We do a segment called You Know the Fucking Vibes, where we will share music. Have y'all been listening to anything new or perhaps something old? And you just uh I have been listening to Yolanda Adams. <laughs> uh Open My Heart for like the last three days. You mean that you need to be listening. So, so yeah, I'm so serious. I don't know why. Okay, well, t- tell us about Open Your Heart. Because I do know that song, like for sure. That was raised on Yolanda. Yeah. Adams. I don't know. I, I just thought about it out of, out of the blue, and I just think it was dope how it was kind of like a crossover hit because she wasn't she wasn't super specific about the song being about God. So I think it was like it kind of sat well with the R and B like love kind of crowd. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it did well on the the regular R and B radio stations, and then also the gospel. You know, so it's like a yeah. crossover. But. It definitely is. You know that song, Elle? Yes, I love me some Yolanda Adams, girl. Yeah. All that traveling, you need you some gospel. Listen, this is like one of those songs. It's like a deeply intimate and like personal relationship with God songs. I feel like I should have said a twerk song. This is kind of twerk song. This killed the vibe. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> the Lord is alive. You want to hear? You want to hear, Yolanda? <laughs> oh Lord! Girl, like the thing is, 
y'all know my I won't say that I was sheltered per se but I definitely grew up in church and stuff and mm-hmm. Yolanda between Yolanda Adams Donnie McClurkin and maybe I can't another gospel artist that's all I listened to like when I was in the car with my mom because she only played like gospel music really? so I yeah I know like the front and back of like Yolanda Adams music really? that's why I was right wow yeah. I didn't know that your mom listened to mostly gospel music. So that's, that's interesting. She still listens to mostly gospel. She's, my mom is still like using CDs in the car. <laughs> I'm like, girl, if you don't put this music on your phone, hook it up to the MP3, like it's just too much. I can't even oh I cannot God. remember the last time I touched a CD. Exactly. Or How do I play it? Yeah. Mm-mm. Girl, my daddy stay giving me gospel CDs. Today? No, not today. The oh. probably the most recent that he's given me a gospel CD was probably um for Christmas. What CD was it? Girl, it was plenty. It was probably just all the old CDs he had in his house. He just decided to give them to me. And I'm like, Daddy, what what do you think I would just be playing these at? That's hell. What if I want to play them? I guess I could play them in a car. That's where I'm gonna start keeping them. Just in case something ever happened, I'm just put on that gospel music, the Lord will save me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like they're about to start making cars without CD players. Though, I don't, have they already? Mine still does have one in it, though. Mine does too. I, I think shit. <laughs> yeah, I haven't bought a CD to like really know, but I remember probably around middle school was a time where like CDs became a little bit more obsolete, and we were using MP. Well, I, I had an MP3 player, but it wasn't a um, what do you call them? I, iPod. Yeah. yeah, girl, you know our mom was on a, on a budget. Right, we had them look, we had MP3 players. I know, <laughs> I had a Disney one. The little black ones, girl. Let me sing small. Tiana mm-hmm. had a Zoom. She was like the baller of the group. She did. <laughs> uh-huh. She did. There's a whole story behind yeah. that Zoom, too, because I think we were together and we were like coming from Waffle House or something. And I, I wasn't was with y'all, but I remember that. I was like, and I tore it up. We ate at Waffle House that morning and then she got a to-go cup of was like fruit punch or something, some high seat. And in my car, of course, there's a couple. I had like a 99 Cavalier. Was it my car? Y'all's car. It was my car, I think. It was one of y'all's car. I, mean, I don't think I, I think it was her. I wasn't with y'all, so it had to be Alexis car. Yeah, I think it was my car. And so she she put the uh the cup in the cup holder, in but the then part of the cup holder. So you know, it's sitting there kind of like a little slant, like an a angle. little angle. And then the bottom like just fell up. Juice, everywhere. Plus, we didn't realize that the bottom of the cup had fallen out until it was too late. Until there's a pool that the zoom is just floating. Short. Like, what do you do? like? Girl, it was a mess. And then I was like, I remember it happened twice. So that was the first time. And then she went in and got another. She asked for like a, I guess a refill or whatever. They gave it to her. She came back and put the cup in a different cup holder where the, um, it's not the gov compartment, but you know, the little compartment that's in the middle between the driver's seat and mm-hmm. the passenger seat. While we drive up the street, she put the Zoom in there and she put the cup right next to that apartment. <laughs> she picked the cup up and the bottom fell through again. Like, and then it seeped into that compartment where the Zoom was. So the Zoom was just drowning in the hot seat. <laughs> and then she looking at again. me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, fool, we want to see like your part, my- your problem. These house cups. I was pitiful. Oh. Everything that they had, like the containers were falling apart. The cups were, they, it was just like, what, 
why are y'all letting people leave y'all establishment and you couldn't make it too far up out of their um parking lot? Mm-mm. It's Waffle House. What else can you expect? Because the food is cheap, so everything else has to be cheap too. <laughs> my mom said that the fly is the Waffle House mascot. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. She said that if they had like a commercial, the the fly a fly would be like a cartoon, but like in a Waffle House <laughs> uniform <laughs> with the head on and the spatula. Girl, <laughs> I have a better idea. That's how it's true. Every Waffle House you go to has hella flies. It's terrible. Well, it's good. Like, nobody can say that Waffle I'm not going to yeah, start going. <laughs> I know. Girl, unless a fly take my order, I am not going to stop going. <laughs> Listen, I will be And even still, they damn. It'll be worth it. Even the steps. Can I? What are you talking about? Yeah. Even if you do come over here with a notepad. <laughs> you can buy so much food there. I get the All Star breakfast when I go, and it's literally like seven, eight dollars. You can buy so much food, and it's good. Mm-hmm. Nobody can ever tell me the Waffle House ain't good, girl. No. The, the T bone, yeah. girl. You, you the one to get a steak. I just gotta get a steak. See, do steak and eggs. That's ill. Yeah, girl. Look, you go into Waffle House, and they got signs up talking about some. Celeb- they known for their T bone steaks. Get you one. <laughs> You gotta say T bone though, or they'll give you that that long that little strip. You don't want mm. that. Is it a real steak? <laughs> it's a real steak, girl. I, I can't. It's a T bone. I'm pretending it's a T bone. Where I'm with. I don't know that. Between Waffle House and Cracker Barrel, which one would you choose though? Ooh. You know, I really. I mean, having this conversation with you. No, because Cracker Barrel versus not. racism. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way, I think I'll take Waffle House because Waffle House is, is good, but it's hella good. And Waffle House, the leg up they have is the the pricing of the food. Yeah, I mean they're pretty quick. I don't feel like you got to wait a very long time. Um, and it, they have food. Cracker Barrel has really good pancakes, though. And, okay, well, it's Waffle House. <laughs> you don't go to Waffle House for pancakes, so I'm not seeing why. <laughs> and then they got good hash brown casserole and they got a whole they do. they got a good, good I, do. I ain't gonna lie their hash brown casserole is the bomb it's good and I, I just had Cracker Barrel the other day and I to be honest I feel like it tastes better because it feels like you're not supposed to be eating it like it's a black person so it's like mm, you know I kind of got a little twice only casserole it tastes like <laughs> better casserole <laughs> casserole tastes like integration <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie, it's good. It tastes like a sit-in, you know. <laughs> oh, my song is by Duke Deuce Two Two. Is it Tork song? Yes, <laughs> girl, I love it, and I just cannot stay still. Every time I hear, it, I just be like, okay, I don't know okay. what they put in the damn song, but it gotta be correct. I want to hear this, girl. Um, Toot Toot by Duke. B U K D E U C E. No, I got it. With Young Dog. Girl, it's hard to. Yeah. All right. Feel like we're in for a finger. What happened? <laughs> I like this. I like it. I like it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that song. 
Girl, I just need to give me a little bit more ass. Girl, you've been saying that since 2011. I don't know when it's going to come. You would think with a kid, it would have been here by now. Girl, it's COVID. My shit held up. God is trying to humble you over me because if you had a big booty, you'd be out of Humble me? I am humble. You'd be <laughs> living in Miami if you had a big booty. <laughs> All right. You have left this family behind. <laughs> Don't let the ass hit you on my way out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so my song, there are two, but I'm going to play one that is completely new to me. I've never heard of this, these artists. I never heard of the song. What happened was I was trying to look up Brand New by Jasmine Sullivan the other day when I was in the car. And I accidentally, I looked it up, but I accidentally played the wrong song on Spotify. But once it started playing, I was like, I could get into this. So I just, <laughs> it's called Brand New by Bino. Riddle, I think, and Blast. But Blast is spelled with an X. So I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. From their project called Outside. After I run up that bag I'm through And these streets don't let me like you Look at you about me. Vibe. I like it. I can get into yeah. it. It's like a, little, it's like a little vibe. It's like a summertime kind of, you know, mm-hmm. driving around kind of song. I feel yeah. like I had different flavors. That was pretty fun. That's cute. I just never, I've never heard of Bino Riddo. Have y'all? Mm-mm. I don't know if he's like underground or, I mean, I guess I should look up more of his music now that I've been exposed. But <laughs> lucky for him, I discovered, I guess. <laughs> Lucky for him. Telling me to be trouble. you. Okay, so that that sets our tone. Okay, so we're in this thing now. Our second segment we'll move into is called Partners in Wine. This is where you can get to know a little bit more about uh, the guests that we have on today. And our game today. Are you ready? My girl thought partners in wine meant it was gonna be time to get to drinking. Okay, we're gonna play Mary Kill Fuck. Okay, so we're each gonna take turns giving you guys know how to play Mary Kill Fuck, right? Yes. Okay, so I'll go first, and then we can do left to right, I guess. So Elv, you go next, and then Alexis, you go last, and then we just do me. We can just do maybe like three to five rounds. But the first one is like fresh on my mind so I've had a thing lately for like lads if you don't know what I mean by lads like oh really. yes sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused oh girl uh, who lads lads Lat- I'm not gonna make up no accent girl look at this you have a really good British okay let me see if I can do it okay <laughs> for our first round of matches all <laughs> right. you don't think I have a good accent no, I hope y'all know who these people are. Uh, Damson Idris. Who? Idris. From Snowfall. Idris Elba. Okay. Damson Idris from Snowfall. Idris Elba and Daniel Kaluuya. I don't know who the first one is. Damson Idris is the dude on Snowfall. Franklin. 
Franklin, Franklin. Oh, girl. Let me, let me Google him. Franklin, you don't know Franklin? I don't watch no while. I've seen episodes. I, I want to get into it, but I definitely know who he is because he's fine. Girl, Franklin got that smooth chocolate skin. Girl. And his act is impeccable to be British. What the? Girl, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was so surprised. And I didn't find out that he wasn't uh, American. I keep saying this to Mark. I'm like, I just cannot believe that Franklin ain't American. <laughs> and every, every, I don't even find him like a couple days ago. And I just cannot believe it. Because I, all I hear is that. Uh, <laughs> 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 How old is he? He looks 15. Right, he does look young. I'm like, he got the baby face. But I think he's grown. Don't play. Neither. Like, um, let's see. Dams and Idris. Oh, he's twenty-nine. Oh yeah. Damn. This mother of yours. Well, it's the same one, September. Girl. He's twenty-four. He's from Peckham. He's some good jeans. So, and so then, who was the last person you said? Who was okay. gonna be hard? Oh, I know we got so caught up on him. We're doing Dams and Idris, Idris Elba, and Daniel Kaluuya. Who is gonna be? I can say you who? Sorry, I'm the next. So. You want to kill right now? I know who y'all want to kill right now. <laughs> Granddad. <laughs> We're going to take the oldest one up. Oh, oh yeah. We're going to take the oldest one up out of here because I'm going to need a little longevity. You get what I'm saying? A little, um, what you mean? What are you looking crazy for? Oh, wait a minute. Because we're not about to play Idris Elba like he not fine. I never, ever, ever said he was not fine. But when you have these other two men put up next to him, of course, girl, Daniel's not cute. Go to hell. That's where he could go after I kill him. Like next, Daniel's <laughs> not cute though, Elvony. Daniel is not so okay, He's five foot one. Daniel's cute in like a wait. What? Who was uh, a cute? not cute kind of way? He Daniel's is. cute like if you. Daniel's cute if he was like your friend's brother and he was also very successful. Did you friends on? Kalua? Yeah. You're right. Let me look at him again because you know what? Sometimes I do like guys that are. Yeah, all right. But More I, solidified I, to answer. No, nah, but the thing about Daniel is because of his personality and like, of course, his success, I feel like that gives him like a boost up to look to be like a little bit more attractive. And with facial hair, he looks mighty damn good. Without it, he looks a hot ass mess, and he would have to get off. <laughs> like if I saw him walking down the street, I would think he was attacking me, <laughs> and he would have to go. <laughs> so look, this makes it. I don't want to have to depend on him having a certain haircut for me to want to actually sleep with him. Girl, look, if my man cut off his mustache right now. I would die every day. I would be and exactly. I would no, no, you gotta be a plan. I would be here. I would be dying up laughing every day because that's how hilarious it would be. Some men just look hilarious without facial hair that they haven't had for a long time. He looks like I'm not gonna say it on this podcast because well, look, <laughs> look, he can look however he's gonna look and he's not. He's gonna be deceased. Look, he can he can be in his grave with a mustache. We'll bury him with a mustache. Whatever kind of hair he wants, he'll be on his obituary with a mustache because he won't be in my life. <laughs> um, but no, I would have to I'd have to marry Idris Elba only because um he's like 
was a very well-rounded man. He's very successful. He's a, a DJ. He's like into all these different things. He has all these different hobbies and he's very successful. And his career has been so like long. And um, I don't know, most men like his age should be very mature. I, I just feel like it would be a better experience. This dude, Damon Idris, He's a new he's a new uh celebrity, so now he's gonna have all this clout that he's not he's never experienced. He's so very young. <sighs> I can I can be engaged to him. His but it's not- probably not gonna work out. Wait, no, which what was the option? I can ask him. Last time. Options for Damson Idris. No, not them. And Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Girl, I I would ask Damson, Mary Idris, and then uh rest in peace. Kalula. Kaluya. Kaluya. Huh. What's your answer? Okay. I'm definitely gonna marry uh Franklin. Okay. Because I mean, yeah, he's just starting out, but yeah, he is just starting out. He's young. I ain't gotta about worry about him dying, but I guess I get I see what your point is, just in case you get into some of that money. <laughs> It just fall off. Mm-hmm. Girl, look. Uh, definitely gonna have to take down it just, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and kill um hairless though naked mo rat. Tell him that. <laughs> look, now he now he the naked mo rat. Was he was just hyping him up. He is attractive in his own way. We cannot sit here and act like this man yeah. is attractive. He just might. Look, have- no, we know who she about to marry. If he's not, he's not it's the same, I think, as yours. So I would like Mary Damson because he's all around like my type. He's cool. like sexy. He has like a cute smile. He has deep cho- chocolate skin. It's smooth. They all actually all have really great complexions too. Like beautiful. Mm-hmm. You talking about the Franklin? Franklin, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like super like charismatic and, and cute. Mm-hmm. I'm my type. So I would marry him. I would also take down Idris because <laughs> and the thing about Idris that I think Franklin does not have in real life on Snowfall is different when he's Franklin. Idris has like a rugged exterior. Like he's like a man, not a man's man. And he got he's like a weight on Yeah, where mm-hmm. I feel like he can pick stuff around the house and he could like literally sweep me up off my feet and I just would feel safe. And then there's Daniel who's Daniel. And he just, he would have to be killed. He would have to. I can go, but it's going to be some random people y'all are not going to know what to say. <laughs> We're going to do Daniel Glover, PDD, and we'll be over. <laughs> okay. I am marrying Daniel. <laughs> Daniel Glover? Do you know what it is? Yeah, Childish Gambino. No, I'm talking Baby, about no. old Danny. I'm talking about Danny Glover. <laughs> I'm gonna say, baby, his name is Daniel Glover. Don't play with me. I'm talking about Danny Glover, honey. You talking about the old ass black man? The color purple Danny Glover, yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I gotta really think about this one. Okay, Danny Glover or Daniel Daniel Glover, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, I can't. I cannot. I cannot bust down for Danny Glover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I cannot bust it down for Danny Glover. <laughs> Everybody got to die in this scenario. Girl, they all got to walk out hand in hand. <laughs> because I cannot. Oh, P. Diddy, yeah, I'll take him. And then I'll use his money to off the uh, other two. 
You can't do that. You gotta be gay. You gotta be gay somewhere. Right. Who would you pick? Whoopi Goldberg. Pick somebody else. Attracted to any of these people in any kind of way. I, I admire Whoopi Goldberg because I think she's smart and stuff. But like, as far as attractiveness out of oh. any of these people, none of these people are attractive. Anyway, I'll fuck Whoopi Goldberg. No, you will not. Mary P. Diddy. And then Danny Glover, he got to go to hell. <laughs> Jesus. How many? You would Man. rather fuck Whoopi Goldberg than Danny Glover? Hell yeah. I can't. Danny Glover. I can't imagine them. <laughs> oh, color purple hands on me. Girl. Both of the oh. color purple. Did she just say color purple hands? Oh, my God. Who else? Steve Harvey. Oh, girl. He can go to hell. And then oh. I'll marry me some Giveon. And then I'm gonna uh fuck childish. Yo, like okay, I really gotta think about this one too. All right, so childish Gambino, Giveon, and Steve Harvey. You you thinking about marrying Steve, ain't you? Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna marry Steve. I'm gonna go ahead and marry Steve because <laughs> He's another one. He's like a he's an older guy, you know, OG, whatever you want to say. I feel like he's also pretty knowledgeable. I don't agree. He's actually one of our topics. I don't agree with some of his sentiments in like life. He's a little bit misogynistic sometimes, but I just feel like I would be taken care of by marrying. Very true. Um, but then I think I would have to fuck Gideon, even though I am not attracted to Gideon. That's why, I'm like, you might as well say Danny Glover again, because I'm just I don't find any physical attraction to him. And then again, I guess that's the third Danny that's got to go for me. Yeah, because I'm definitely not attracted to Childish Gambino. I think he's talented. Why are you making the wrong decision? I keep picking these men that's early in their career. They ain't got a pot to piss in, still worried about their mammies and how they're going to take care of them when they take off. And I just be letting all these old-ass, rich-ass men, I just be, I be putting them in the dirt. Girl, look. I gotta think better. I gotta do better. You're not about to kill Steve Harvey. I already Ooh. killed him. I said I was marrying Gibbon. You would kill Steve Harvey over those other options? Yes, can I? That's why I said, why do I keep making these bad decisions? What would lead you to fuck Childish Gambino? Harvey. I love me some Childish Gambino. That man, he is talented. He, oh, he is just so talented. I but probably just marry him. What the hell? I just keep making the wrong decision over and over. Okay. Alexis. I think I'm going to marry Childish Gambino. Marry him? You know what? Marry Childish. Mm. I'm doing the same thing Emily's going to do. I'm going to marry Childish because he has a very successful career. He's like hella talented, even though he don't like, like black girls anyway. He never married me. But oh, I'll marry him. I'll take it back. Give I'm going to say that's a no for me. <laughs> Well, he's also the type of black man that black girls probably didn't like growing up anyway. So he probably was used to being rejected. Anti-blackness. That's a nail in the <clears throat> But I'd marry him and then <laughs> I'd fuck Giveon because he is young and immature. And then Steve Harvey, I'd probably uh, go through his pockets and then kill him. <laughs> Before or after I kill him. I don't know what order. Before or after I kill him. It's up to him. <laughs> Yeah. However hard he makes the fight is up to him. That's a week. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. 
So we're going to move into our next segment, which is the first sip. So we're not going to do our full wine review just yet, but we are going to give you our first impressions of the wine of um, choice today. And we are going to be sipping on Jam Jar. So Jam Jar, um, today we are trying their Sweet Shiraz. I think that's how you pronounce it. I read it in my wine book. Wine, and I'll read the back before we go ahead and pop this baby open. So this sweet Shiraz is packed with juicy berry flavors and hints of dark chocolate. Jam Jar makes a versatile partner for everything from cheeseburgers to chocolate pudding. It's best served slightly chilled and it offers luscious fruity goodness in every sip. Okay. So this alcohol, or this um, bottle is actually 12.5%. Um, so it actually will get you a little bit lit. And it also comes from South Africa. So it's a little bit about Shiraz that I learned today is it um, commonly will come from, originates from South Africa or can come from Australia. And it comes from the Shiraz grape. And it also can be known um, known as Syrah, I think is how you pronounce it. So that's just a little bit of information about the wine we're going to be trying today. Most of the time, it can be like a little bit tart, um, but this one is actually a little bit more sweet. So we will see how we feel about it. So you ready? You got your glass, Alexis? I feel like we're doing a, um, like a communion. Communion. It does feel like a communion. And is rare wine too? Almost. Right. This is the, the <laughs> what is this? This is the blood. I'm excited. Because I actually really love Shiraz. This is one of my favorites. Because, I, I mean, the red wines that I normally drink, I like red blends a lot. I'll do Shiraz. Or I might venture into, like, a cab. But that's, like, a little bit far from me. But Shiraz are, are normally really, really good. Have you had this one before? I've had Jam Jar before, but I can't remember. It's probably been so long that I can't even tell you. I don't even know. I should have made a little coochie board. I know. Oh, next time we should make charcuterie boards. That'll be so fun. I got this over the fridge too. Oh, this is really good. You're not supposed to be tasting it. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Okay, so um, that is our wine of choice today. We're going to go ahead and start with the senses. So like I was telling Elv at the beginning, we'll use our um, three senses. So we're going to first look at um, sight. So we're going to swirl the wine in a glass to test its viscosity. Then we're going to smell to see if we can pick up in any of the notes and then we'll taste. So when we test for sight, we're going to swirl the glass slightly in or swirl the wine, excuse me, in the glass slightly. You want to um, swirl like you're drawing like a little circle on a sheet of paper so that you don't get any spills. That might be a little bit too much. So you might want to go a little bit slower. And when you swirl, you'll be able to see, can you see how the wine is kind of cascading back down the glass? You can mm -hmm. kind of see it a little bit. That's part of like its uh, evaporation. So that means that this wine is actually higher in um, viscosity. Wines that are lower in viscosity would tend to be a little bit more um, watery and they can sometimes have less alcohol. But because this one is high in alcohol and presumably high in sugar, since it's a sweet wine, you'll see that it's higher in viscosity. Okay. I know something. I learned. Yes. Come on. Look, teach one, reach one. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, okay, so the next thing we're going to do is smell. So I actually don't even know all the notes, and we can probably look at all the notes by the time we do our wine review. But smell and see if you can pick up on any of the notes. What do you smell? Look, I am very inexperienced. I feel like I, I think I smell like raspberries. I want to say. Yeah, it does smell like berries. 
I want to say like a. I'm definitely getting raspberry though. Possibly strawberry. I might say blueberry, but I don't. You said what? I want to taste it so I can see it. <laughs> That's how I'm going to All right. Next up is taste. So when you taste, you want to hold it in your mouth for like a couple seconds and then swallow that way your, your um, what you call them things? Taste buds can pick up on some of the notes. <laughs> All right, here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. <laughs> That's very strong. That's good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. You said it's it was 12%. Stronger than I thought it was going to be. Oh, it's 12%. 12%. It says that there's uh, hints of dark chocolate in it. I don't really taste it. I can't taste the dark chocolate that much, but I definitely taste it has like a oaky um flavor. Do y'all taste that a little bit? Mm. I smell it, but it keeps burning my damn nose. All this tequila in it. I'm like <laughs> 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 I'm like literally trying to smell it, but it's like going burning my nose. It is, yeah. I can it's it's a bit strong. But I like this. It's really good though. I like this a lot. I normally don't really <laughs> like red wines. Yeah, I remember you were telling me that, especially for a red. This is one I can really get around because, like, one of my friends, she put me on to like red wines and specifically dry ones, but it has to be the perfect kind of dry wine for me to really enjoy. I'm not at that point where I can just, you know, drink really bitter wine like that. Yeah. But I have learned though, with with the steak, it's fire. Really? It complements the steak really well. Yeah, it tastes really good. That's the only time I can really drink a red wine. Oh, I love me a steak. Girl. Um, Cooper's Hawk before we had no, we went as a friend group. Yeah, we went there. That mm-hmm. was like years ago. But they, I don't think you got their steak there, did you? Do you remember if you did or not? No. Did we got the what? I did. The steak. They have really steak. I I've had their uh, steak medallions before. They're good. That's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about because I got they have like a surf and turf option, so I got the steak medallions and scallops, and it was phenomenal. It was delicious. You would love it though. Yeah, and they also have their own brand of wines, and they're super, super good. Like normally, when I go there, I get like the flights. Let me some wine tasting. All right, so now that we set the scene, we got our music, we played a game. This is so good, y'all. We about to be turned by the end of this episode. Let's get into these topics. Let's talk about what we heard. So, first on the docket, um. Let's see. Okay, I was going to start with Tyrese, but we're going to circle our way back around to him. Let's start with the bullshit. Caitlyn Jenner is running for governor, I believe, of California. I believe that's where she lives. And apparently the Kardashians are not supporting her in this effort. Apparently they don't get along very well. But what's also problematic but not surprising is Caitlyn Jenner's politics on the criminal justice system and feeling like people deserve to be incarcerated for the rest of their lives. What are your thoughts on Caitlyn Jenner running for governor? Mm. So, what does she? What What do you mean when she says she people see incarcerated the rest of her life? She apparently like made some comments about keeping people off the streets, like criminals, I guess. Well, um, like, Say one more time. Oh, because I was saying, you know, that's what um, Kim is working towards, like uh, justice reform and, you know, getting people out of prison that have been like wrongfully incarcerated or 
you know, have done that time and all the other good stuff. Like, get these people out of there that serve this time, especially people that serve time that's not even theirs and all that stuff. Um, just like, you know what? The criminals are criminals. I mean, she, sorry. Like, um, like polar opposites of the, the spectrum in terms of criminal justice. Um, yes. Not to mention that uh, Caitlyn Jenner ain't got no business running for governor. But what are your... Period. 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 And what's also interesting about Caitlyn Jenner is that I read somewhere that I don't know if she identifies fully as as trans. I'm really unsure about like her identity, but her politics on gay rights are also pretty problematic too, especially for someone who is like a member of the LGBTQIA community. So with that, um, her pronouns are she and her. Mm-hmm. And when I was reading about this story, I was seeing that she has a lot of people, you know, working for her and on her campaign that also um, were on Trump's campaigns and his reelection and things like that. And so when I kept reading it, I'm just like, well, how does this make sense? And then it was like, oh, well, now it's unclear whether or not um, she is fully um, in support of Trump because the last time she made a comment on him, it's when he had passed um, something in 2018 um, about I think it was about um, transgender laws or something like that. I'm not too certain on what it was, but it had to do with um, that community's rights. And she was like, well, damn, we missed, I really missed the ball on that one. Well, what do you, what do you, you think, you thought, you thought Trump out of all people would be okay with you, um, uh, a former major athlete becoming a woman. You thought he was going to stand by you mm-hmm. and not say, Grab you by your what? Like, what did you what like it's Trump? Come on. Like, and for for you to still have people that fought so hard behind him to fight behind you, it's like, what is this? This is a shit show. That's what politics have become now. A damn shit show. Celebrities are thinking like, oh, this this is a joke. Like Kanye running for president. Now she's running for governor. Honest Schwarzenegger, he was doing some shit back then and then he won that too, mm-hmm. didn't he? Like and I guess he did good because he won again or something. That you look, I don't know. I don't know. I agree. Oh, go ahead, Lexi. Well, no, I was going to say, I just think that, like, um, Caitlyn Jenner, she spent her whole life being a privileged white man. Yes. So that being the case, I feel like those values are still instilled in her. So she doesn't think the way that someone would would think, you know, if they actually, you know, grew up in normal society with everyone else right so uh, and it, it's very frustrating because you think that she would be a little bit more um liberal and unconservative being a trans woman because she has a lot of the plight of a lot of the issues that are going on here in america with as far as being discriminated against so but when you have that type of money you don't really give a fuck about anybody else you don't even think that way because you're in your own your own separate bubble mm-hmm Mm-hmm. That's exactly, exactly. what I feel like. Even though she is a trans woman, everything about her, like thought process and values, still screams, "I am a heterosexual white man." <laughs> like I want, I want to be on top. I want all the things that I want. Fuck everybody else and their, you know, plight. And I just can't, can't get down with that. Exactly. Yeah. It's like she wants to see what it's like to be a privileged white woman now. So, I guess yeah. that's being a privileged man. She's like, oh, let me be oppressed. 
let me see what this is what the other side is around. Let me start. <laughs> and then as far as with the criminal situation, no shade, but like you feel like criminals can't change, but you were able to change into a gender that you wanted. Right. And I think that's like a big flaw within like the criminal justice system is like we always talk about you know, restoration and stuff, but the criminal justice system as it currently exists is not about like, you know, helping people, restoring people and helping them come out better. It's really all about, you know, being punitive and like, you know, making, labeling these people as criminals and lesser than for like the rest of their lives, especially people who have like offenses that don't deserve that. Like, I don't feel like people that are in there for like drug offenses deserve to be labeled like, labeled like that, depending on like the circumstance, of course. But I, I don't know, especially because like the drug industry is like such a business that the government also has historically like funded. Like everybody knows that there's money in that. So when you are somebody that's been oppressed and has been, you know, in poverty, once you have this option that opens up to you to get involved in like, you know, illegal substances or like the drug game and you see like easy money coming in, who wouldn't want to like continue to pursue that, you know? If I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. And it, it literally makes no sense. And I was just watching a documentary last night um, about marijuana. And it was um, about how this guy, he was working so hard to make his business a legitimate weed business that he had to sell weed illegally. And so he saved up all his money. He saved up a quarter of a million dollars to start his, to get his license, to buy like everything and to become legitimate. and then. He got caught with like um, three pounds or something of marijuana. And so they put him in prison for a year. And when he got out, he was labeled as a felon and he can no longer have any part of anything to do with anything that has to do with marijuana. Luckily, his sister took the money and actually started his business for him and she made it a legit business. So he is like, she is the millionaire, but he literally cannot even be in the same space as she is or he can go back to prison like it's crazy like the people that have built the marijuana industry get put into prison and then when they get out they can't even be a part of it it's like you look Mm -hmm. at the marijuana industry and it's mostly white people Mm -hmm. but all of the black people are still in prison for it how does that make sense and that's crazy because it wouldn't like your shit wouldn't even be a thing but you everything in america was built on our backs and we're gonna take it there look and that's just the way it goes. And then we get criminalized for it. And meanwhile, weed is actually becoming legalized in a lot of places. And they fetishize it and, you know, capitalize off of the things that we do, that they try to, you know, bash us for, right. um, fun of, or criminalize, like you said, like, girl, please. If I'm not mistaken, I think Missouri is close to, like, becoming a legalized state. I mm-hmm. think. Missouri's so damn like, backwards. Girl, they are ass backwards. But people can grow here uh, medicinally. Um, there's a dispensary around my house, around the corner from my from my parents' house now. I'm not sure if they get if it's recreational. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Not 100%. Yeah, my grandpa I think has his um medicinal license now. So I mean, they're they're baby steps, but Missouri's so damn slow with everything. I forgot your granddaddy be so cool. Your granddaddy's so cool. <laughs> my little Snoop Dogg. <laughs> little Snoop Dogg, your granddaddy's mm-hmm. so cool. Man, wow. Well, you know, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say it's just bad with um just in general with people becoming felons because it's like they really lose the opportunity to come out and make something of themselves. Cause even I have a family friend who um, is a felon because of that, they couldn't even start a fucking car dealership. 
So it's like they they find ways to start businesses for themselves because they can't work for many other companies. But then you still have all these restrictions of places and they can't work. Like there's there's no reason that a felon can't pit a, a car dealership. That doesn't make sense to me. So then like the same thing like Elvin said, they had to get someone in their family to start it for them and invest some money, which sucks because, you know, although they're doing all the work, they their name isn't on anything. So if that deal goes bad, then they pretty much can lose everything. But it's just, it's unfortunate because they don't have a good reform program within the jail. And then these people try to come out and make something of themselves. And then they, they don't have the opportunity because there's restrictions for everything that they do. Yeah. So nothing about it is like, is restorative. And like you, no. because imagine if, granted, we haven't made like any mistake, life altering mistakes. But imagine if we had made a life altering mistake and you can't take that shit back. And then you're branded as this one thing for the rest of your life mm -hmm. i just don't there's nothing about that this that sits right to me and then even y'all know me be thinking about god and like spirituality and stuff like when i think about how kind of like god looks at us we make mistakes but he forgives us you know and you know his mercies are new every morning all that kind of stuff so who are you from like a governmental standpoint but still man-made standpoint to tell me that i'm not reformed that i'm not made new that i can't have these opportunities that i can't do this and, and do that and systematically oppress me when oppress me when i'm i'm new in god's eyes in the same mm -hmm. breath they're going to tell you that you can't have an abortion according to god you can't be gay according to god like they just take the Bible and twist it to whatever the hell they want to say. Exactly. Exactly. When a lot of is not even mentioned in the Bible. Because I've researched it. Like it's some some of the stuff that they bring up, it's not even biblically biblically sound. They just be talking out their ass. So clearly we ain't worshiping the same God. Mm -hmm. Girl. So and ain't. Well, speaking of things that we ain't doing, let's talk about Tyrese now. So I don't know if y'all saw the video, and I actually don't recommend that you watch it. But basically, Tyrese is um, in hot fire again. I feel like every year or two, Tyrese does something to get the people talking, and it's never in a positive way. Well, how do you think he's going to get his bills paid, honey? Come out with a new song, nigga. Really? <laughs> oh, we're done with that. We don't want to hear him sing a damn song. You're right. You're right. Because he, he did the Tyrese. He did the Tyrese and uh, uh, genuine. Don't nobody want to hear none of that. Well, you better get it because he do be acting. So you better get a new movie. But so apparently, yeah, uh, on that Fast and Furious. Okay, they don't need to make not another damn Fast and Furious, and I'm serious. No. <laughs> Cancel production today. Once oh, people start dying in the films, they give it are, up. I'm not gonna say Cardi B, right? Huh? They are making a new one with Cardi B in it, right? Oh, girl, stop I'm, it. I'm not kidding, aren't they? I didn't hear that, but I mean, you're probably right, but I don't. I know she they have three lines in it, bitch. But I haven't heard her name mentioned. <laughs> Let me see. Hold girl. on, girl. Skip. Anyway, I saw just like. So the, the gist for those who don't know is that he went on live and he was actually shaving his girlfriend's, not vagina, but like her bikini line on, I think, Instagram live. And the woman, I think she's significantly younger than him, speaking of, you know, age differences and stuff. Her legs are like up in, looks like stirrups at the uh, gynecologist's office. She spread eagle. Girl. I saw that, yeah. 
And then he has like a little chick razor and he's just going to town and she's fawning over him. Like, baby, first of all, I hope with along with that chick razor, he got a nice clean pair of tweezers because your ass is going to be bumping up. <laughs> Second, why do we got to see that? Like, why do we see this? And I don't look, when I read this, so when, I saw it as like a news article. So they had like a little video at the top of the screen and then the article is at the bottom. And so I'm watching the video and I'm just like, yeah, no. And so I stop and I go down because I'm just going to read the transcript instead. And baby, I much have rather watched the video. Are you I'm like, oh my God. Yes. Wait, what are you? Okay, so. But I didn't read the article. Girl, talking about some, um, she, she's speaking to him like, Oh, um, I love my man and I ain't going nowhere. And then uh, she said, I see y'all see your hands down there. I love your hands, but I'd much rather they be doing something else. Oh, like, girl. Girl, not. And then all you see is his bald head swinging up there. Girl, no, thank you. No, man. Another one that's not attractive to me, at least. Uh, I don't even think he's ugly, fine. I, I just think he's ugly, ugly. He used to be, like back in like the Transformers days. Well, he but... wasn't acting a damn fool. He was fine. But now yeah, what, a mess. He just a mess. Now I feel sorry every time I look at him. I just be like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, I once he came out with that crime video, kind of like mm-hmm. mental breakdowns on uh, social media. Yeah, once he came out with that, uh, what more do you want from me? Yeah, no, <laughs> nothing. We don't want me? anything else. <laughs> That'll what? be enough. Thank you. <laughs> I want you to get your ass off offline. <laughs> oh, Beyonce is in the middle. What more do you want from me? Like, what you can do? Nothing. When he said, well, who was it? Will Smith had gave him some money, and then Will Smith had to come and was like, we didn't give him a dime. Yeah. (laughs) But what the hell is wrong with you? He was spiraling out of control. I don't know what was going on with him back then. What the hell is going on? I don't know what was going on with that man. But, like, when I was watching, it was it made me extremely uncomfortable. I couldn't even watch the whole thing because it's like, why is this on Instagram? Like, first of all, why are y'all recording this at all? And it if is she recorded it and posted it, but that is so inappropriate for anybody, Tyrese, or just anybody that I know on my timeline. Well, who would want to see that? And that's nasty. I don't know. That's disgusting. Some moments just need to be for you and your spouse. That's what I'm saying. The question out of that was like what's something that is too close no no no. because uh, let me backtrack I, I wouldn't let like my partner shave me or wax me because that's just too much for me on top of the fact that that nigga don't know what he's doing because I don't shave anymore but like waxing you don't know what you're doing I wax myself now but I also taught myself how to do it it is let me tell you it's wondrous it's pretty yeah. damn fantastic but I think Girl, that's just, for me that's just too close for comfort I will say yeah. that when you get pregnant and that belly is hanging over that pouch, baby, somebody got to get up under there. Really? <laughs> to help you? Yeah. What you, girl? What the fuck are you supposed to see? What, what you get? when there's a belly right there? You, li- you that's I, understandable. But man, sometimes I don't even know what they're doing. Like I wouldn't even trust Tyrese to shave me. You that's how you get uh, um, an electric razor, or you can just use have them put the cream on you and the um the nair or whatever. I'm talking about pregnant, not just for fun. I'm not laying up in my bed just so he can come shave me with a shit. 
a big or whatever that was, I can do that. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? No, just to be laid up in the bed, like it's a regular um, Monday afternoon. And I'm just like, hey, babe, you got some time? I need to be shaved real quick. Like, bitch, get do it. Go get in the shower. Do it yourself. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But if you're pregnant, I, that's understandable. But to be just laid up and then to record it because you're Tyrese. Weird. I feel like it be it can be a moment of like intimacy. No lie, I I do understand what you're saying about the whole cutting me thing, but I feel like it, it can be a very intimate thing depending on the, on the moment. Like if it you know if it was a moment, I feel like I can. Yeah, like your back broke and you can't bend down. <laughs> no, <laughs> like have y'all have y'all had moments like that? Like not not shaving, but like where like where like like say y'all like take a job together and they like wash it, oh. like wash you or something like that's very like intimate. So I can understand that would be like another like that's a very I have to be very uh trusting of you to even let you do that. You oh know what yeah, I'm I can completely understand that. Yeah, like What'd you say? I said, no, I, I completely agree. I agree with that. I just don't equate that with him um shaving her vagina with a big razor on. Yeah, that, that was some other shit. Okay. Yeah, online. That's a lot. Yeah, online. What is something that you feel like is too close for comfort? Like you would not either let your partner do or like something you don't, you would never want to share. It's just like too, too much. I'm not sharing a toothbrush. Okay. Yeah. And if he had to shave anything, it's not gonna be my butthole. Why? <laughs> I mean, that's I the least sensitive. Why? Wow, that's the least sensitive. First of all, yeah. I his cheeks open so he can get them <laughs> so that he can shave it. Girl, we gotta get the crease and crevices. No, no. <laughs> I'll let I'll keep it on the a, the clean surface of a of a giant. Thank you for that. I don't know. I feel like I'm not. I'm not really hesitant as far as a lot of those things. I wouldn't want to share a toothbrush. Toothbrush is like. Oh yeah. I think. But I have done it. You have done it. Yeah, I have done the toothbrush. Like she said, down on my door. Right. Back again, please. Commercials for like stuff where they be showing like the um uh, the germs and like the gingivitis. I just think about that all on the t- <laughs> and me putting that in my mouth. Like I can't. Who toothbrush was it? You gotta really love someone. Like toothbrush was it? I don't even want to talk about it. I think there's we so broke we could only afford one toothbrush. It probably was mine. It was definitely yours then. <laughs> 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 Throw some weed, no heat. Look, you yeah. brought that over to spend the night, not to shit. Exactly. He was like, "Please come over. I ain't brush. I'm glad. <laughs> right, I ain't brush my teeth in a week." <laughs> Hella funny. So there's that for me. But the other thing I just think I cannot do. It's just too close for comfort. Is exchanging like bodily fluids and not semen, not semen, because like spitting, because like head and stuff is different. But like. <laughs> Spitting in mouths, like kissing is one. Oh, baby, that is- but, like, you ever seen oh. people like spitting in each other? Like I can't do that mm-hmm. because I just can't do spit. Like y'all never seen it before. It's nasty, oh, okay. yeah. But some people are into that. Some people are into that, and that's like their fetish, and that's cool. But that's just way too much for me, girl. I'm imagining being spit 
in my mouth, being spit to the end in my mouth, however the fuck you say it, and then instantly just spitting back out forcefully and pissed offly back in somebody else's face. Because why the fuck would you think that I would want your spit in my mouth, girl? Girl, family. Yeah, I don't. I'm not one with the whole spit situation. I be um spit a pee on him. What's next? On no. <laughs> Oh, if I was getting paid, I'm not, I, look, I'm not peeing on my partner because at that point I'm thinking like, are you expecting me to pee on you every time? But if I was into like sex work and someone asked me, you know, for this amount of money, if you pee on me, we good. I'd be like, cool, where you going to that? Squat. I cannot, I don't even think I could just turn it on like that. I just, oh, there are certain things I just did not, can't do. Can't do. That's one of them. Uh, speaking of... Oh, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I feel like that would be one of the things that would just make me feel like... Like, as it's happening, I'd be like, damn, like... I ain't shit. <laughs> like, this nigga is literally peeing on me. Like, I'm a... Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Like, I wasn't saying I'm getting peed on. You saying peed oh, on. Oh, you doing the peeing? Yeah, I'm on me doing the pee. Because... If me- I did the pee, I would never... I'd block him next day but I, can't, I wouldn't even be turned on because i would be so disgusted no yeah. i'm not saying pee and then have sex i'm saying men will pay you to pee on them and then that's it hmm. ain't enough urine in the world you said what ain't enough urine in the world girl look it's enough money how much do you need me to pee on you Damn. <laughs> i charge a hundred dollars per cup that's what i would say <laughs> <laughs> so give me the money now or forever hold my fist. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you said it's a <laughs> I deal with you. All right. Speaking of things that people can't do, um, have y'all heard about Steve Harvey's comments on female friends? I think he came mm-hmm. out like yesterday or the day before he was doing an interview and he was just basically saying that he does not have any female friends and like giving this whole um, like cliched rundown of like men that have female friends. It's only because they eventually can see like a gap to kind of like jump in there and be more than friends. So it just made me think about what are y'all's takes on like female friends with your intimate partners? Do you, are you comfortable with female friends? Do you kind of feel a way about it and why? So I guess we're not even going to touch on Steve Harvey's broke kid, bald head ass. Broke kid, bald head. (laughs) (laughs) He was his exact words. This man said he doesn't believe that women and men can be platonic friends. And he said that he himself is incapable. Baby, my heart dropped for Marjorie. What the fuck do you mean? As a grown ass man, that you are incapable of having relationships with women that do not go further beyond a conversation. You can't do that. You mean you can't do that? You mean to tell me that you, if you look at a woman and that you cannot see sex happening, you just gonna look the other way mm-hmm. and act like that bitch not even in the room? Like, I mean, that's better be what the fuck is happening. So, as Marjorie, I better be. I better think. I would be thinking every time you were able to maintain. A healthy relationship with a woman you was fucking her right because you literally because you literally said you were incapable of platonic relationships with the, uh, the opposite sex 
And then he went on to your reasoning because I've been there before. I've been, a, I've been, I've been, I've been, I can't, what the fuck are you talking about? Girl. And the other thing is like, Steve Harvey's been in the game for a very long time. So he's been in the industry where he's been interacting with like other women. Cause you know, he started as a stand-up comedian. So I'm wondering like the Lunells of the world, the, uh, what's her name? Cheryl Underwoods of the world. Like you never had like, platonic friendships with you the fuck came into the comedy game with like what that don't make sense like you said for me is that with you saying that you only see women with you saying that you can only um see women as like interest romantic interest that means that you don't value women as like whole human beings and you only see women as people to take on like romantically or to fuck that means that you don't see the value in women as like people and having mm-hmm. conversations and dialogue and like pushing your thinking and your growth as like a full human being. Like you're incapable of doing that, which is just tragic and flawed and misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Which he, he is. He's bald yep. ass. Yeah. He is. Not to be on Steve Harvey's side, but I did take an intimate relationship slash um, in Mizzou and we had like uh, the polls and everything in the class and it was basically decided that men and women cannot be friends. You know, the, the professor had us all take a poll to see if women can be friends with men. Um, and all the women said yes and all the men said no. So I just feel like because of just the different perspectives, I feel like men that stay or hang around and try to be friends with women are actually just secretly interested in them. Because um, I'm... I'm absolutely certain every man that y'all think that y'all with, if you just went up to them and told, told them you wanted to have sex with them, they would absolutely be. They would never decline you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I agree with you. Because, I, I mean, when he said that, it got me thinking about, like, my friendships with men. Granted, I haven't had very many deep, like, um, platonic relationships with men because of that exact reason. All the men from like high school to college that I've come in contact with, not saying like, oh, they all want to fuck me, but there's always been like an underlying like thing there. Like, oh, if I have the chance, then, you know, you know, we go on a date or like whatever until they get with like another romantic partner. But I don't feel like that has to be the case. I feel like they just are warped with like the same thinking that Steve Harvey has because it doesn't make sense that women feel like we can be like just platonic friends with men and like not have anything happen. So I was listening to the breakfast club. There was a guy that called in and he was basically agreeing with Steve Harvey and he was saying, yeah, you know, like, yeah, women can be friends with men because women can set that boundary and they're the ones that set the boundary saying, yeah, we're just friends. Like, you're not getting, you're not getting no ass. Like, that's all, you get what I'm saying? And he's like, yeah, and if you have a man that does stick around, he's obviously thinking like, okay, I'm just waiting on my chance because, yeah, I heard her say nothing's ever going to happen and we're just friends, but yeah, I, he, I am waiting for that opportunity. So, yeah, I can understand where that is the case, but I have had a friend, look, am I putting myself out there? That has turned, you get what I'm saying, that a way to maintain a friendship. And so I'm just like, but that goes back to where when everybody's like, well, all men cheat. And I'm just like, you can't say all men cheat because there may be like out of a million, maybe a hundred men that don't, you know? And even though that's a small number, 
that is still that is still out there. You just can't. I don't know. Everybody is not the same, and everybody doesn't have the same morals and beliefs. Some people don't even believe in monogamy. So, if, what if I was in an open relationship? Mm-hmm. Or something. Look, I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> okay, here's my question, though. Huh? So, you said the friendship developed into that, but it was this where did y'all try to talk at first? No. Y'all always started friends, and they never had any other interest in you. It was always friends. It was never anything like that. And then I was just like, well, you know, you want to try? You ain't done nothing else to do. It was just like, yeah, no, I think I'd rather, you know, not fuck up a friendship type of mm. deal. And that was just that. Have you ever had that experience, Maze, where like somebody expressed interest in you or like, I think I just want to remain friends or better friends? That I said I just want to be friends? Yeah. Um, I've never uh, like explicitly said that, but. I kind of just put them into a friend group and we just kind of like left it where it was. But I also feel like I date like a man. A man. Because I may think that I'm attracted to a guy and then like say like we have like a moment or we might kiss or like have some type of intimacy and I'm just like, mm. and then after that, it's kind of like you're in the friend zone. Really? So I feel like, I feel like that in, in that aspect, it's like, okay, yeah, we can be friends now. Because because I, I feel like men think the same way sometimes. It's kind of like they just, they're curious about the situation or they're curious about it. So it's kind of like now that they've had the opportunity to explore that, they're kind of like. No hard feelings. See? Yeah, no hard feelings. Let's just be friends, you know. Exactly. But not, I'm not saying like necessarily sleep together. You don't have to do all yeah. that. But you just feel like there's like not a romantic connection, even though that's how this situation started. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing with the whole like the double standards. Like, whoa women can't just you know be friends with a man or even have a relationship with a man and then just the next day just be done with it who the fuck says yeah, I can't mm-hmm. baby I don't remember you tomorrow and that, hey, look I won't look I've been to call the cops if you call my phone that's mm-hmm. how much I don't want you I'm near sorry for me this man. Talking to you. Like, it is look it faces me not a bit like get the fuck like but I don't know everybody that's something like everybody's different yeah yeah so, but I don't know if I've ever had a man that I was like, I feel like every man that I'm friends with now was interested in me in the beginning. And I either just was not ever interested in them romantically or it's like, we tried and it was like, eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like I don't have any like real male friends. Like I've definitely had associates. Like we go mm-hmm. out, you know, to parties together, we might drink together, go to happy hour, whatever. But as far as, like, intimate, like, f- guy friends that I could call and be like, let me tell you about this nigga, da, 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 da. I have never really had that because all of those people, most of those people have begun from, like, um, some sort of, like, romantic interest. So, like, I want, you mm-hmm. know, potentially date you or, like, there's some flirtation here. So I just didn't feel comfortable kind of, like, doing that. So, like, all of my friends for the majority of my life have been, like, my close friends have been women or are women. Exactly. But I do I do have some very close male friends, but they're gay. And I feel like it's like the best thing that has ever happened for me because um they're they're essentially fuckboys of the gay community, so they can give me great advice about dating and letting me know how men think. You just say like fuckboys of the gay community. They are they are totally fuckboys and they get what like ever they want. They they like they date the same way that like terrible straight men date, you know. So <laughs> They like know that they're attractive, all that kind of stuff. So it's good to get their advice and opinion on things because they really know how they think. But um, 
but then they also don't want to have sex with you. And you know that that's never going to be the intention. You know, then they're not just hanging around for the opportunity that you're going to be like, you know, fall into their arms. Yeah. But I was, I've always wanted to have like close, really platonic relationships with men because I feel like there is some value, there. like in the same way that there's value with like women for them, but like you can kind of gain perspective and think about things in like a different way, you know, that you wouldn't otherwise have had the opportunity to do. To do. Um, but just haven't had that opportunity. Yeah. I only okay. had one platonic relationship mm-hmm. with a guy and y'all both know him. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, but it's not like I'm out trying to look for friendships with guys anyway. And then when the guy, if the guy does say something to me, you know, it's always, it's automatic, if, especially when you're in relationships, just that's your, either your first or your second response is like, I'm in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. It, it has to be addressed because I don't know what you're here for. And then you can't be, be like, oh, well, every guy isn't looking to talk to you. That's fine if you see me in person and you saw me and I dropped something or something. But if you in my DMs, what are you trying, what are you saying here? You can't say on my page. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Then that exactly. is the situation that that's what you're trying to go for. And that's why I'll have to let your ass know. Yeah, two people up in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my question becomes: on the flip side of having female friends, are you comfortable with your partner having like intimate friendships with with, with other women? What the hell do you mean intimate relationships? Like, you mean, like, like close, like you have, intimate, you have an intimate friendship. I know things about y'all. Y'all know things about me. Are you close? Are you comfortable oh. with your partner having those same sorts of relationships with women? Yes. And. Uh-uh, don't do that. <laughs> I know you're looking crazy, but it's it's true. I have look at you like your honor, this nigga line. <laughs> right. Honor, I am telling you, like, okay, well, let me when we like, okay, so when let's say when we lived in Maryland, he had a group of um work friends and a few of them were female and they would go out all the time or they would go um to like different people's houses and hang out and or whatever the case here. Um, she was one of those friends that if I wasn't here or something, she could come over and hang out with Martin. They would smoke. You get what I'm saying? Like, well, I don't know. It's, it's more about she's my friend. Look, okay. that's my motherfucking friend. But no, oh, so that does make oh, that's, that's what I'm saying. You what I'm saying? Are you comfortable with him having like relationships that are completely like absent of you? Like y'all. Yeah, so I was gonna say. So that the ones that were in Maryland, those weren't my friends. I don't know. Like the other day, he called. Anyway, she he called her to tell Facetime her to tell her happy birthday. You get what I'm saying? Or like when we first started dating, he had this um, best friend named Emily that he no- visited her family. He knows her family and stuff like that. That's fine with me. Like I, I think it's more about the person you're with. And then the person that they're communicating with, knowing both of those people, that makes the difference. Because if I didn't trust him, then I would already be shaky on whatever female that came in. You get what I'm saying? But because I trust him, I'm already, I'm not hesitant about women that may come into his life. And so when I do meet these women, I can get a feel for these women. And then I can determine, okay, is she trustworthy or is she not? And if she's not, I'd be like, look, this bitch a little shady that's gonna happen you get what i'm saying but i haven't i feel like so far we've been both good judge of characters as far as like um 
he's been a good character. As far as picking <laughs> the um, people on the outside, opposite sex um, that he can befriend or, you know, like trust or have around our, you know, our family and stuff like that. Yeah. But for me, on the other hand, um, I'm not saying I'm not a good judge character myself. I'm saying I don't source out uh, male friends. And if it was, I mean, my work is very limited, so it's not like I'm meeting them there. But mm-hmm. like I said, somebody will have to approach me as a as a man. And at that point, what are you approaching me for? Right. Mm-hmm. Thing. Yeah. So, I, I do have one friend I had, but we not that close. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Lexus? Um, I. As much as I like to say no, I have had a relationship where I was with a guy who had a lot of girl, female friends um, that he had known like forever. Um, but it was it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad experience at all. But I think something that helped the situation was that they were lesbians. So it's like I knew that they weren't interested in him at all. And that wasn't you know they could hang out as much as they wanted to. It wasn't there. They weren't interested in him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, aside from that, I don't know. It really would depend on the situation. It really would because I feel like a lot of women can be shady, and mm-hmm. like they just like men can sometimes hang around waiting for the opportunity to be with the woman. Women can do the same thing. So, mm-hmm. I it would it would really just depend on the situation and the person. Yeah, because I feel like if they were mature and like their intentions were pure. Especially if they were in a relationship, I think the things would be fine. But I also don't know about them just chilling and hanging out while I'm not around. Like, like you know, it, it's one thing if it was in like a social gathering, but if they just coming over, like, you know, shooting yeah. shit after work, it's like. Mm. So listen, okay. I'm sorry. Go. What you saying, Tucker? I was saying. So you saying you feel like they can't hang a, hang out without you? Um, they can hang out without me, but it's just kind of weird when it gets to just being just them one on one. It's like, okay, oh. y'all my best friends. Let's just <laughs> keep I it in a social group gathering. I get you. So like, I don't know. Well, I guess I get, I get what you're saying, but it's like, okay, so like, say if I had to work or something, and y'all decided to visit me, and I didn't get off work till five, and y'all got up here at one, and Martin was here, I wouldn't care. You get what I'm saying? But I, obviously, I feel like that's different. I don't know. She's saying one-on-one. Like, so if it was... If it was just one of y'all. Yeah. yeah. So if it was just that's like... That would still be fine if it was just one of y'all. Fine if it was just one of y'all. Okay, maybe we're not the best example because we're friends. But you yeah, really that's I'm like, uh, yeah, because I would trust y'all. Like, I, I wouldn't be worried about y'all. But, like, any new bitches, I'm like... Mm. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm weak. I agree with you pretty much 100% of as far as if I trust my partner, there's no need for me to worry or wonder about like the mechanics of the ins and outs of like um, his relationships with other women. If I'm shaky on it, then that's when I'm like questioning things. But if I'm shaky on it, then there's no need for me to be with you in the first place. It's kind of like how I feel about it. So like, you know, my current partner, he has like, he has quite a few like female friends and that doesn't like bother me because I trust him. So if you give me a reason not to trust you, then like I said, then we would have like a conversation or a dialogue. And the other thing is I really like all of his um, friends that are women. 
they're like very nice. They're sociable. We have like great conversations. We're like respectful of one another. So it's just, it's not a, a thing for me. But what I will say in my previous relationship, it, I, I did have like, I did have different thinking where I was like, I don't know if, you know, this relationship is completely platonic or if you would kind of like swoop in because then we might as well go there. I checked his phone. Not my current partner, but my previous partner. I checked his phone and it was like around Thanksgiving and we had, this is like the first Thanksgiving that I had, I had spent up here in like Maryland and not had gone home or whatever. And so I checked his phone and he was talking to a, a friend who actually was a friend because I know that she was not interested in him, but I think that he was interested in her if the opportunity had arisen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then he put in the text, he's like, oh yeah, I'm not doing nothing for Thanksgiving. When in fact, a nigga like me was preparing a whole Thanksgiving meal for the both of us. So for you, you saying like, oh, I'm not doing anything for Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm just chilling and shit. You completely like disregarded me. So now I don't Mm -hmm. trust you. And at the time I may not have like, I don't think I like distrusted her, but I was kind of like looking kind of sideways about that whole situation. But back then I felt completely different about female friends, but it was based on the partner that I was with because I did not trust him. See, and that's, that's what I do not like. I don't like, I don't even know the word for it. it maybe it is like a type of gaslighting, even though you look through his phone, you know, it's just like, I'm having to second guess my feelings for this damn girl when she did nothing wrong. You get what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you're the one texting her phone and she asking simple questions, you like, oh, I ain't got no, that's like, oh, who you with? Nobody. And I'm sitting right here looking at you in your face. Like, what are you talking about? And now I'm sitting here like, am I fucking crazy? Am I overreacting? Maybe he just thought that because he had no solidified plans that he could say, oh, nothing. But you know damn well, well we had we just- here to fucking gather. Mm-hmm. So what were you going to do if she said, come over, bitch? Are we, am I coming to, well, tell me, are we bringing a dish? <laughs> like, I, the, the niggas really be trying it. They really do. Like, girl. And, and that's how we were like fully together. We weren't like just dating or see like seeing where it went. We had had a conversation about we are spending Thanksgiving together. You know, I'm going to buy X, Y, and Z. We're going to cook. Oh, well, he knew. So he fucking knew. And he straight up said, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not do- I'm not really doing nothing. I'm just chilling or whatever. Oh, I guess she was like, oh, I'm not doing nothing either. He was like, come over. I got the maid cooking. <laughs> Literally. He probably would have did some crazy shit like that. Like, what are you talking about? Where, where, where are you planning for this conversation to go? Mm-hmm. And then they would try to make me seem like, oh, it was just regular conversation. We were just Are you tripping, talking, seeing what was going on. Boy, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just as stupid as she is listening to it. <laughs> Girl, text it back. I ain't doing nothing. Girl, go home. Now that I'm older and wiser, I feel differently. But back then, I, I definitely wasn't the biggest proponent for female uh, or platonic relationships between males and females just because of that situation. And then also, like I said, growing up, or just coming up, I didn't have that many like guy friends because the relationships themselves were not based in like a, a platonic nature. Even when I tried. Yeah. So yeah. 
then get older, you accept different things. The, oh, yeah. What you accept changes. So that was a lesson that taught you what not to accept. So now... Oh, I, I got a whole laundry list of shit I ain't accepting now. Like, girl, I feel like my... Who I am now and who I was... What is it, 2020? Like... What make, was that? I was in this house, right? ago. I am a completely... Like, I am night and day. And maybe five years ago. The night and day, like, version of myself. I mean, that relationship definitely taught me a lot. For sure. Well, you know who I want to look. I'm not gonna say I don't want her to be my mom. I wouldn't mind if she was my mother. Tabitha Brown. Yeah. Love me some Tabitha Brown. Mm-hmm. Her spirit is like so infectious. She's like who I aspire to be when I get older because she's just so like nurturing and she is sweet mm-hmm. and she's just amazing. I love Tab Brown. Yeah. Hello there. <laughs> right. You know she got a calm uh thing. On the app. Yeah. But I, I tried to download it, but it costs money, so I, you know, yeah. couldn't follow it. Slightly declined. <laughs> we ain't got to like that. Yeah. I could have put the first story free. I mean, shit. But it's so crazy that she she was able to use her success from a sandwich review that the she t- went viral. It's like such a good thing. She's amazing. But um, mm-hmm. what I was telling Elle about last week is that I really admire the way she's been able to build her platform. Because, you know, I used to, like, low-key, it's funny we were speaking about calm, watch her videos when I was, like, like going to sleep because she was so calming and so nurturing. And mm-hmm. the thing is, like, she's a vegan. And most people that watch her videos probably have no intentions on going vegan, like me. But she's still been able to Not build one. following. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll watch every last one of them videos, and I'm going to eat meat every single day. <laughs> Every recipe. <laughs> I, I will ask her to sponsor me a pack from the butcher. Listen, I'm gonna eat that meat and I'm gonna watch her videos. Oh, that's right. I'll be like, I'll give you. I may watch them at the same time. I may have them. I may be cooking the meal she cooks. Okay. Oh, let's break up. I hear you. But I, I was like, I would make me a TTLA, but with actual bacon because the ttla was um it's just basically like a B- blt but it's a vegan blt so like they got the bread they got it was some kind of um fake bacon but when i tell you that shit was fire tempe, like that's what you said tempe uh, bacon. the tempe bacon tempe bacon when mm. i said that shit was good it was so amazing tempe tomato lettuce avocado an avocado, yep. It was like, add you up some other uh, them pickles. A pickle, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, man, and I still have never gotten to try it because I have just never been near a damn host food. Anyway, I'm on uh, class three. Girl, class three. Three. Yes. I'm three. I haven't finished my first one. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're on the book. Uh, one, but I said I'm, I'm about to be on number three and a half because I didn't finish the last. You know, another um, it's not a wine trick, but a general rule we didn't talk about is right. you should pour to like I think they said two thirds. That's not two thirds, but like where my finger is, I think that's two thirds of the glass because it like helps with like supposedly the aromas or whatever. And normally for a wine like Chirac, 
a Shiraz wine or a Syrah wine, you want to have like a glass that has a narrower, um, not tip, but like whatever this is, rim. What'd you say? That's what I was going to say. Yours is a little longer, mine's a little thick around the neck. I think yours is actually really perfect because they said that helps with like smelling the aromas and like catching all the notes because mine is like a little bigger. I usually fill it to this line. That's perfect. That's two thirds. Since it's been getting me there, I took it apart. That shit is good, ain't it? That's what I said. 25%, baby. You, he, they, look, I'm talking some he, like a he made it. I don't know. They write up on the line with Snoop Dogg. Like, what are you talking about? That's good, too. But I feel like this one is a little bit sweeter than Snoop Dogg. And it's stronger. That's what I'm saying. I didn't like it. He about to be past Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is really dry. It is a little bit more dry, but it's not dry to where I can't tolerate it. It's just not, it just doesn't have those, those sweet, um, tones for me. Okay. Well, speaking of things that are unsweet, so that's a story. <laughs> I forgot how I pronounced it. There's basically a story that I saw on Twitter the other day of a race dog who tested positive for guess what drug? Meth. Hell no! Because I read all of my news. I'm sorry. I'm a geek. That is correct. So when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, I know exactly what the fuck that is." <laughs> the headline reads: "Race dog tests positive for meth." Dot dot dot. Trainer disqualified. So basically, the breakdown is that the you guys know how dogs do. Um, you know, there are dog shows and then dogs. I did not know that dogs race though. I knew that there were like horse races and stuff, but I didn't know they had dog races. I'm not even gonna lie. But the trainer of the dog's name is Angela Helen Turnwald and her dog Zipping Sarah secured first place at the Addington Raceway in Christchurch last November, earning a $4,000 prize. But the money never made it to Turnwald's pockets after her winning dog's post-race urine test was flagged for meth, oh wait, hold on, I'm reading too fast, was flagged for amphetamine and methamphetamine. So basically, I think she gave the dog some meth to, uh, I guess get it to run fast. I guess meth must be an upper. Is that correct? Yeah, it's an upper. It's like crack. It's like crack, so it just get, it gets the people going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you put your dog on drugs though? She ain't on drugs. And of course, she won first place. What yes, they are, Elvony. <laughs> I knew it looked like they are, <laughs> With these races, the way they were making it seem like they. They test these dogs' urine after every single test, and so her de- her defense was, "I did not transport my dog." She said, "Either her friend or her brother or whoever the fuck." Huh? That's who was frozen. I can hear it. Could you hear? Oh, okay. Can you hear me? Mm. Yeah, I couldn't oh, hear you. Sorry. She, okay, sorry. She was saying that. The owner was saying, like, you know, I didn't transport my dog at all. She was like, either my friend or my brother, I can't remember who she said. She said they transported the dog and they made a stop. She said they also had another dog with them. And so when they made the stop, they let both of the dogs out. So I guess run free and do a little training or whatever. But we got a race. What the hell are you doing with my dogs? And anyway, she was like, I guess they got to make it a thing when they were done. And they brought them to the thing. The owner is claiming, I don't know what the fuck happened between the time they left from the pickup to the time they got here, but I had nothing to do with 
my dog pissing positive for meth. And this particular dog has won multiple races. And so I'm thinking like, if it's a normal thing for them to be testing the urine of these dogs, either prior or uh, post race, why would she intentionally be giving them meth? And so that I do feel like her shit was drugged. Wait, so you said the dog had won previous races repeatedly? This dog, the has, this dog has won her many races before. And Without the testing positive for any yeah. sort of okay. yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I'm thinking like, the as much money as they spend on these dogs, you would think they would make it so much more money. And it was like that she's only like over so many years has probably only like won like um, $100,000 off of this damn dog. Either way, um, she's won. And they was like, this particular thing is what will stop the winning streak for this particular dog. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, if she's used to her dog getting drug tested or you know just tested period after these races why would she intentionally give her dog meth put her dog at risk yeah exactly put her title at risk her and then they suspended her and they suspended the owner and fined her a large sum of money i, I think they find her um thirty five hundred dollars which is not too much oh, that, ain't, that ain't nothing I mean, it's not like we just got $3,500 throw away, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not a whole lot to have to pay. Yeah, if you got a um a, a, a woman and dog, yeah, you I'm sure you can put the money. But my thing is, I don't I don't think she would have sabotaged herself like that. And if she had that girl, you just got sloppy. Yeah. Like, the, the pictures they showed the dog looked like it had rabies. <laughs> so... I don't know if it had meth crack or what was going on, but something happened to that dog from pickup to the time it got to the place of the race. That's the thing. She was saying she had no parts in that. So you were saying her brother, her brother took the dog for a time for a period of time? The brother or the friend was supposed to pick up the dog along with another dog and transport it to the race. And so she was saying in her defense, she wasn't there. She she said that the, whoever took the dog, I don't remember who she said was supposed to be. I, that's why I'm like, I don't know. Allegedly, whoever, I don't know. Yeah. She said, between them picking the dog up and getting to the race, they stopped somewhere because it was a long drive. They took a break and they let both of the dogs out. They were saying at some point between then, the dog was injected with methamphetamine and then took to the race. The woman is saying, I was not there. I do not know. I have no parts. Please let me go. Like, <laughs> she does not want no parts. But she's the one being held responsible because it is her dog. Yeah, I mean, definitely that. I'm just wondering. I have to, like, really investigate and look at, like, the dog, the dog's record. Because I'm wondering, was it a case, not saying that she did it, but if she did do it, was it a case where she felt like the dog was getting older and like getting slower and she felt like she had to give him something to boost him up and keep like that same standard and record? I'm just really trying to like figure it out because it could be that she, you know, let somebody else keep him for a period of time and he got into something that he shouldn't have. 
but it also could not be exactly and that's why i'm like another thing is and it wasn't like the dog was staying with somebody overnight the dog was getting picked up and dropped off but along and i keep sitting along with another dog because there have been no reports from this other dog if it had been in the race or if it had tested positive for meth as well mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying so if, if this has been something that she was doing regularly and maybe this was a surprise urine test that right. she got caught you get what i'm saying like like because the dog is so successful i wouldn't put anything like that past somebody that was in this position because the thing is if i know that my dog is going to win a race and i know that we have this certain track record and i know that it's lucrative willing i mean Mm -hmm. easily so like if i know that there's an alternative or i can like give him the substance and like potentially not get caught because i can like figure out the system then that's what i'm gonna do so that's what i'm saying i don't put nothing past people be in the name of greed because when people get something they want to make sure that they're able to maintain it at any cost so that's what i'm saying i'm not just like so quick to be like oh she didn't know anything exactly and of course if i know that i'm that's what i'm saying like there is no as look and i'm not a dog trainer or a race or whatever the hell they call as someone that does that professionally you must know that at some point there will be some kind of random testing whether it be after every single race before every single race or just randomly you have to know at some point there will be some testing and that's why i'm like she must have had it if she's doing if she is really doing if she was really doing this every single race she must have had it so much under control that she was giving him just the right amount and making sure he was pissing and all this other stuff just the right amount before these races that the dog would win because like i said it was on a winning streak but this has never been caught before so right. of course if i'm a drug if i'm a kingpin i'm not finna i'm not being in contact with my um growers or my um people that's pulling it over the um the border so yeah i'm not i'm gonna say yeah i was at this track waiting for my dog to arrive i don't know what happened when the dog left um the boarding to here it was what uh, um probably like a probably like a 15 hour drive i don't know how far they had to drive it says that a lot it says a licensed kennel hand had brought zipping zara and another dog to the track on the day of the race this person had stopped for a brief period on the way to the track to visit a friend the news porter the newspaper reported but i'm like a licensed professional was handling the dog hey, that's what i'm saying okay so now you got it coming from the kennel and he said he stopped to see a friend yeah that sounds suspect so i don't know who to exactly. be and so now at this point if i'm zipping sarah mama i'm 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 um finna call this licensed um dog hand and i'm gonna see what the hell they got going on and why you took a stop from getting to my de- from my dog's destination with another dog might I add mm-hmm. and that dog didn't test positive for meth but mine did and then I'm also like, how do you ingest meth? Because I I, I don't no, know. They inject. Uh, they they shot it into her. That's what I'm saying. Is meth or an injection or is it a tablet like a oral substance? Maybe they put it into her with a needle. Mm. It don't matter how you get it into you. They put it into her with a needle. <laughs> oh y'all, look at this picture of this dog. I'm sorry, I gotta share the screen on this shit. Oh my like god. A- Look at this picture of this dog. 
You looking like a crackhead. Look like Bobby Brown. Don't say that. <laughs> That's why I said. That's why I said it like it's on freaking ravies. They was like, oh my God, get that damn thing off the track. Get oh, it. Get it. Hard this doll is on drugs. Not drugs, but drugs. On the best. I mean, she's on the best one. That's <laughs> crazy. Like, baby, like, she out of here. She looks like one of those, uh, like those fish that you see at the bottom of the ocean, like where we should never go, where they have like lights and shit hanging from the air. Yeah, a bulb on the top of his head. Yeah. Look at these. Oh, oh, it's actually her. I forgot. Zipping Zara. Damn. Poor baby. Oh, Lord. Let's pray for Zipping Sarah, y'all. Damn. Sniffing Sarah. (laughs) This baby doing lines. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Shit is funny. Um, <laughs> okay, let's go to our last topic. Um, <laughs> speaking of other people, we need to pray for. I don't know if I got a chance to look at the the booked and brawling video, but apparently there were these yo people, Alexis, uh, down in Miami, <laughs> where the green grass goes. There yeah. were people that were in the airport. And they were beefing. I don't exactly know the source of their their beef, but you can see them on film in the airport at the actual gate, like like throwing you know throwing hands. I think there were about probably like two or three separate fights, and people were shouting at them, "Guys, stop it! Stop it! It's nothing serious. Calm down!" And they're just going at it, at it, at it. A guy kind of like intervenes and and pulls them because there's one group of people who are actually jumping this other guy. Um, and a guy actually intervenes to kind of like help him out. So, I mean, I'm going to start with the flight attendant here. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And like flight, I mean, fight, no. Fights that lead to flights or, or no flight list. Like, what are your thoughts? As far as like, is it that serious? Well, okay, no, no. Because we know it's, well, I feel like it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. But I guess I'll let you speak from your perspective as far as like, what have you seen? Um, in, in regards to like people beefing, and then I have a separate question that I'll ask you later. Ask y'all both later. Okay. Um, I mean, I feel like I've seen plenty of fights. It's very frustrating, but I feel like traveling gives people another level of stress that they've never experienced, especially when they're traveling with kids. And who knows what they're traveling for? They could be going to a funeral, you know, et cetera. But it is, um, it's, it, it's honestly ridiculous to be honest like the the fights that i've seen people people have um the last fight that i saw was because um people were pissed off that they couldn't get off the plane early enough yeah so then they ended up having hostile energy towards each other and and ended up fighting i just don't think it's worth it like people i don't think people realize like this is not the club this is not the marquee you can get banned for life through tsa not even just through one airline you can get banned through TSA, so that means you can't fly through any airline. So any place that you want to go, you're gonna to have to goddamn drive or take a boat. Yeah. And who knows how long that is? And that's just not worth it. It's really not worth it. You realize the consequences or the the gravity rather of the no fly mm-hmm. list because I didn't know until because y'all know uh, y'all remember when the insurrection happened in January and all the white people got put on the no fly list. I didn't know mm-hmm. that 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 shit is for life. Unless, yeah. I don't know if there's, because you probably know that I do, if there's a way to appeal it. But I read back then that once you're on that list, there's no getting off of it. Exactly. Okay. And then, huh? Can you please explain? 
What you mean? The nail polish? Yes. So it basically, they, they put you on this list where if you ever try to book a flight, they're going to be like, no, you can't book a flight through any company, any anywhere to go. Anywhere out of the United States, you cannot fly. For the rest of my um, life, what I'm supposed to do. Wait, so you can look do... Look like because you said I'm fighting. States. You can do it domestically, though? No, I'm saying out of the out of the United States, so you can't fly in any city within within the United States to anywhere. So I mean, if you were to take a boat to Europe, you might be able to fly. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's just really not worth it. And people also don't realize that, like, when you when you do things at the airport or in on a plane, that's a federal offense. That's not you just fucking around at the your local Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> that's a huge thing. You don't yeah, realize because you it. put your safety at risk, but you also put the safety of everyone else. I see exactly. you on a plane in the sky, but on a exactly. on, on the ground, I think a ban for a year, I'll be set right. Girl, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, we need much longer than a year for life. For life, though, mm-hmm. I cannot imagine somebody trying to steal my luggage. And then I try to go whoop their ass and I get banned for life. I can't see it. Man, I can't see it. That's the epitome of not the time or the place. Oh, but with yeah, that video, really you, you, with the video that you're talking about, that link, the only thing that I read as far as context goes was the, you know, the um the gatekeeper told them, you know, there are no more standby seats for this flight and so they just oh you're talking about that word yes and so they just were not having it and so they all just started fighting i'm just like well but you know plenty of seats for everybody wherever y'all going (laughs) i know he feel that though they were either going back to chicago or philly one of those two cities literally y'all ask you better go to the nearest hertz or the nearest uh damn budget Right. What took me, what took me <laughs> but, in that video? Sorry. What mm-hmm. took me in that video the most was the white boy standing there screaming the fact that it was an airport. As he recorded, he stood there like this Guys, please stop. It's an airport. <laughs> it's an airport. <laughs> Guys. It's an airport. He had them on TikTok. Please stop. No, it was two. It was two going on. He's like, please stop. It's an airport. Nobody tried to help. One lady that was sitting in front of the camera that I saw from got up and she was sitting there with her shit on. She's like, oh shit. And she got up to record. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Everybody's yelling, please stop this. We're in the airport. And I'm just like, bitch, did you think I thought I was in Chuck E. Cheese? Like, please tell me where you thought I thought I was. I know exactly what the fuck I'm fighting. Girl, look. But that's the thing. When it comes down to the no the no fly list, the question then becomes, is there anything that's that serious that will put your ass on the no fly list? Like, is there any offense that somebody could commit to? Absolutely. You, you think so? Absolutely. I wish I could put motherfuckers on her every day. No, but I'm saying, like, for yourself, is there anything that could happen that would have you on the no-fly list. Whoa. Like if somebody oh. came up and slapped your ass. I slapped my mic. If somebody came up and slapped <laughs> your ass, <laughs> would you <laughs> happen in the airport? I guess it would result in that. <laughs> like, 
like that's yeah, basically. That's what I'm saying. Like I know, like when he was yelling, like, "Oh, it's an airport." I know exactly. This is the airport. Is exactly where old dude just punched me in the head at. I know exactly where I'm at. That's why I'm fighting. Like, but I, I, I think they I'm have not a. They, I feel like they have a little bit of a justification system. Like they, if if someone like did something to you and you were defending yourself, they're not gonna put you on the apology list too, just because you were in a fight or a brawl. You know, there has to be some type of understanding. But like the girls that like, for instance, I saw one from my company that they were fighting uh, the gate agent because there was like a delay. Like they were whooping this girl's ass on shoes with this woman and everything. It's like really. Like I fly the plane. Bitch. What the fuck is she supposed to do? She works at the gate, not at the plane. Girl. Yeah, and so, and these girls are like 20 and they got banned for like coming from fucking Miami. So I'm like, y'all are just stupid. Stupid, it, so. That's literally like hopping on the drive through person because the cook in the back fucked your shit up. Or not yeah. drive through, the hopping on the waiter. That's better said. Yeah. Hop on the waiter because the cook didn't take it right. Exactly. Like, you didn't. You you done shoved your foot up the hostess's ass. Literally, it's the hostess. That's, that's, that's a better one. That's a better one because the waiter be at fault too. The host. That's a better one. The gatekeeper is the host. Like what the fuck? I don't. Need, all I do is seat you, bitch. Y'all seen that? That's y'all seen that meme with uh that just or that video with Nene Lee's? But she's like, how how I get in it? How I get in the mess? That's literally. <laughs> Girl. I bet that gay people got her ass whooped by Miami just for the thinking the same thing. That's just crazy to me. People are out of hand and just like, who raised you? Girl, whoops. I feel like something, I don't think I'd be on the no-fly list in general, but if I was, it would probably be related to something that actually happened on the plane. Like, you know, a kid kicking my seat. Well, not to say I would go off on a kid. Annoyances. Like if it escalated to a certain degree, because some shit is just like so unacceptable on a plane. And people don't have like proper like plane etiquette sometimes. I agree. So I think it would be related to that. I think. We had a woman. Uh, yesterday who had her kids on and these kids were bad as fuck and they were little and they were really bad and it was a completely full flight and the whole time this kid was kicking this woman's feet and um, it was a black woman and it was three hour flight and so she sat through pretty much the entire flight but that last hour she was like absolutely not so then she ends up talking to her mom the mom doesn't give a fuck doesn't do anything to recommend the kids and mind you the, the woman the woman who got her feet kicked was brown the woman who was uh the parent of the seat kicker was white and so they got into like this full-on argument and so the flight attendants were basically saying like look um you and your children need to move to another seat because they're you know they're out of control and she did not want to move she thought that it was not that big of a deal and they had to threaten to have the police meet her on the plane yeah to get up and move her damn her kids, which I think is ridiculous. Like, but but I don't, I wouldn't say it's worth being on the no fly list. But some some people will take you there. It's like they just they have no regard for anyone else. Like if I just got look, I just turned my baby my baby just got out of the rear facing not too long ago, and so whenever we uh we decide to take my car, and I'm sitting in the passenger seat, she has access full access. 
to kick me in my motherfucking back. <laughs> Never felt it. Never knew what I was being yelled at for as a child when it was like, get your knees out my back. Right. Quit kicking me in my back. I never knew until I'm literally being kicked in my back. Like this shit is not fun. And if I and if I go and if I have a one to three hour flight and I go for the first two hours and you fail to reprimand your kid and then that last the beginning of that last hour I'm just like, hey, you know, can you tell your kid to, to chill out? At that point, I'm trying to figure out which one of you I'm gonna punch in the face. Yeah. You were the kid. What are you talking about? That's, yeah, you or your kid. If I ask you nicely, then you need to to do something about it. Because that's not enough. Nicely, I've been waiting for two hours. Yeah. Like, you've been watching your kid over here. Mama. Like, get your shit together. Like, that's crazy that they expect people. And then then when she said that, oh, they had to call a flight attendant and she acted like it was no big deal and she didn't want to move. Get your funky ass up, bitch, and move these funky ass kids before we get all of these damn attendants to whoop your ass and theirs. Like, what are you talking about? Especially, especially if I'm telling you to move and you know they wouldn't sell you to move if there was no room. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. Get your ass up. It's not that difficult. Y'all still gonna be together, stinks. Right, you and these demon kids. They say, get your funky ass up. <laughs> you know, them feet was clowning all that kicking he was doing for two hours straight. Right. Sweating. Stinking asses up. Just like plane tickets cost too much to be going through bullshit. So, like, if they ask you to move, that's the least of your worries. The least, because I could kick your ass off of here. You, I could let the brown lady beat your ass. I could. I like, know she's tired. And maybe I'll hold you down. Right. Well, like, what's the problem with telling your child, like, Timmy, please do not do that. Or, like, whatever your parenting style might look like. But, like, you get an attitude with the flight attendant or whoever when you need to be having the attitude or, or correcting your child. And it teaches them not to respect authority. So when they go to school and be fucking up and don't respect their teachers, then they be looking like, oh, I just don't understand. No, exactly. it's because the- you act, you like to show your ass. Those are the exact same people that grow up without having to be accountable for their actions mm-hmm. because they're raised that way from childhood and they don't have their parents or other people to to tell them like right from wrong or to hold them accountable for their wrongdoing. Like exactly. it is okay to tell Timmy, Sammy, Keisha, whoever the child may be, like stop. And you don't have to, you know, black parenting looks, it's, it's, <laughs> spectrum you don't have to like bust them out and be like sit your ass down but you can (laughs) certainly be like you need to stop what you're doing is actually harming other people or it's causing Mm -hmm. other people discomfort and i will not tolerate it or if you want a problem whatever your protocol may be but you need to do it you don't just have a kid like out here and that's what really pisses me off i do not like one disrespectful kids but i also don't like parents who don't like teach their children like right from wrong like I've been in multiple like circumstances that I can think of where a kid was like disrespectful or I felt like they shouldn't be doing something that they were doing that impacted me and nobody corrected them girl in my experience girl kids are disrespectful especially when they belong to you it's like they don't even give a fuck they just be like I don't know like sometimes (laughs) Girl, I, well, okay, so like today, 
when we went on a daycare tour with um, my baby and she, she, first of all, look, I have no problem with her going to an all white daycare. What a, it's, it's me Missouri, what am I fine? Anyway, she's all into it. She's all into the toys. She's like, she's, oh, it's a kitchen. I'm going to cook. So she's over here. She's cooking her shit up. She whipping and dipping, flipping and skipping, girl. And so it's time to go. And so Martin is is gently telling her over and over again. It's probably his fourth time telling her, baby, put it up. Clean up. Let's go. And when he finally says the last time she screamed in this people in this establishment, no, oh baby, <laughs> girl, I had to walk over to the doorway, and I said, "Excuse me, it's time to go." And yeah. she's like, "Okay." And so then the lady is <laughs> over there. Did she just say okay? Yeah, she did. Because like, it's time to fucking go. We trying to get the fuck up out of here. All these damn white. Oh, sorry, white folks. I love white folks. It's just, you know, just like y'all don't like being in a group of us, we like being in a group of y'all. And so we were trying to get the hell up out of there. And so we like come on about it here. And you and the thing is, she'll try to do that to her dad. Like she, baby, don't play with me. I can inch to I can act like I'm getting up out of this seat, baby, and she'll take off on it. And it's and I don't beat my child. You get what I'm saying? I don't mm. look, I'll tap that ass. Mm-hmm. Look, but I'm not playing them games. You ain't gonna be having me look like we kidnapping you and we had it in public. Get your ass on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you recommend your kids because the girl once I was in the airport, they they don't and they would make me end up on a no pilot because I I would have to whoop them in the pen. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I just also feel about airlines. They are like the public transportation of the sky. And the experiences are pretty much the same as the public transportation experiences on the ground. So I feel like the prices should reflect that sometimes. And they don't. I think what goes into that mm-hmm. is machinery, first of all upkeep of that machinery and clean it and then you have to pay the gas for that i don't know how much airline gas is but i'm sure it it's is expensive for the fucking bus you said 400 500 dollars one way expensive though each person <laughs> each damn person <laughs> these are actually press-ons though because i was because so i've been trying to patronize um black and alexis i know you used to be in this industry the beauty industry Oh my God. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Let me just take this one little snippet. Go ahead. I finally found somebody I wants to do my nails. Um, she's white. Um, but she does the best nails in Colombia. And you I'm I'm glad you look that way because I was disappointed. I don't want to say that. That does not sound right. I okay, girl, I'm gonna tell you, girl, I'm gonna tell her this anyway. I was disappointed that she was white. I'm very disappointed that she was white. But she is. She does a phenomenal job, and I don't give a fuck that she is white because I will, huh? Affordable. I think living in Maryland. I think living in Maryland was probably my cheapest nails. No, it was not. I promise you, to God, it was. How much? 
I was probably paying 45 for a full set and they was oh, coming up like right here. I'm not, and Martin would go get his feet done. Asian spots are like black places. It was an Asian, it wasn't black owned. Okay, so like Asian salons. I mean, the place, going, okay. the place I was going to was like 50, 60, as much as $70. Long nails because I had to type. I wasn't getting really long nails. I got me. Most of the time I was getting fill ins. Um, but um, every place I've been here in Colombia, trash. Mm-hmm. White or Asian, trash. This girl, I see her shit. She only really does longer nails, and they are freaking gorgeous. They are like gorgeous. And I think like the lowest one I saw was ninety five damn dollars, and I've never spent ninety five dollars on my nails. So, of course, I am going to inquire about shorter nails because the wedding we're in, she wants us to have shorter nails, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Either way, uh, what was we talking about? You asked me about nails. We was going to another topic. But what I was going to say is that these nail girls and these na- hair girls need to get their shit together. And Maze, you have been involved in the industry, so you know. One thing that needs to stop is these damn, like, Instagram, the, this scroll of rules that they be pulling out on niggas, these damn deposits need to stop, especially if I'm like a loyal customer, you know, don't be just extracting money from my account. Like, and then I also need y'all to operate with a certain standard of professionalism. I'm not your homegirl. I don't know you. So there are certain ways that you cannot like talk to me on social media. I am a valued customer or I should be, you know? And I just don't feel like these new cosmetology girls have what the the 90s cosmetology girls used to have. All around. I agree. I agree. I think I think that everybody has like such high standards now, especially like the girls that expect, like, for instance, if you go to get braids, they want you to come with your hair washed, blown out, specific products in it. They want it to be pre-parted. You got to have the specific hair that they want. Pre-parted. It's one (laughs) shop in the whole United States. And like, if you come late, they're gonna charge you a thousand dollars. But if they come late, they're not gonna say anything. It's not right. It makes me super, super mad because like, there's hypocrisy that's in that. And like, I just feel like if you have a business, you need to make sure that the customer feels like valued and important at all times, and that you have integrity in your business. So like, if you are going to charge people for being late, make sure your motherfucking ass is on time. Because last time I went to get my hair braided, the girl was, she was, let me tell y'all, she was like 30 minutes late. And the appointment was at 9 a.m. She, um, I called her at like 9.05 or 9.10 and she didn't answer. Then she called me back at 9.15 and she was like, uh, oh yeah, there was like a big accident that was near my house and I'm just- Oh I'm girl, please. I didn't hear nothing about it. This was on a Sunday. A Sunday. First of all, accidents don't even normally happen on a Sunday. And if there was a huge, massive accident that was obstructing traffic, I would have heard about it. Don't lie. You're gonna charge me a fee for being 15 minutes late. You need to take some money off of my total for you being late too, because this is my time. This is my money. I'm paying you for a for a time that you specified. I didn't say I could get done with this in five hours and fifty-six minutes. Bitch, you did. Like you get it done. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get into this wine review. So we can wrap up. All right. So for our wine review, we already talked about. 
the wine that we are sipping on. Again, for those who <clears throat> may not remember, we are sipping on Jam Jar, their sweet Shiraz. I think it's called Shiraz. It is a South African wine. Um, and they actually have another red African. You remember what type it was when you were at the grocery store, Mace? Um, they had like a sweet blush one and uh -huh. um uh maybe a red blend it was something else that was like yeah dark. i think it was a red blend so i paid about i think 8.99 for this bottle at total wine how much did y'all pay exactly okay good so the price is pretty standard so super affordable super lit super lit very cost effective and it's very good like it's one of those sweet wines so we'll get into like the review i have some notes here that i'll share with you so um, if you had to describe what this wine, um, the fruitiness of this wine, what it smells like, is it more citrusy? Is it tropical? Is it more berry or is it like more dry, like a dry fruit wine? Feel free yeah. to smell, feel free to, to taste again. I feel like it tastes more berry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was, I'm going to say berry too, but I'm also going to say it's very freaking dry because I can it's not like I can't get that berry, but it does take me a second to get there because the alcohol content is very high, which I'm not opposed to at all. I love it. Listen, I love that it's so high. I love that it is so strong. Even the aroma to me smells more of alcohol than it does of the other mm -hmm. things. But listen, baby, I ain't complaining. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely more um, of a berry for me. And it, I, I do see what you're saying about it being a little more dry because the alcohol content is so high. But uh -huh. it's not dry to the extent where... Because y'all ever had like a wine... It's not bitter. It's not bitter it's at not all. not bitter. But also, have you ever had a wine that like dries your mouth out because it is so dry? Mm -hmm. That So that is a wine that's high in like tannins. And we can talk about tannins like in another episode, but tannins are basically like a, a molecular structure i think um that that causes the wine to be a little bit more dry because i read something about it but it basically like interacts with your taste buds in a way that dries the the taste yeah. so it's a little bit more bitter so wines that you might have that are higher in tannins are like cabernet um Sauvignons are like possibly Merlots. So those wines that we think about that are like very strong and bold are probably a lot higher in like tannin and probably okay. A lot more less sweet. Um, okay, so when we think about like the the spicy notes that are in this wine, do you smell more pepper or do you taste more pepper, cloves, cinnamon, or licorice? Ooh. I wouldn't be opposed to like a little pepper in there. I definitely taste pepper too. What about you? I definitely get some pepper. Definitely pepper, but I think I'm still basing my pepper off the alcohol content. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the last one is as far as the 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 woody notes that might be in the wine. Do you feel like it's more smoky? Is it more oaky, or is it more of a vanilla um, vanilla note? I'm thinking the oaky. I don't know. No, I think you're right. I think I was feeling um, okay too because when I think of like smoking, y'all ever have like mezcal um, tequila and stuff? Do you like mezcal? Are you oh, it's okay. Well, versus tequila's for me. 
Tequila is for you. And, and I like tequila too, but I can't do the mezcal like flavor because I don't like the smell. I cannot stand that shit. And we went on a um tequila tour when we went to Puerto Vallarta and she had a taste like a, a bunch of different types of tequila. That shit. I was like, no. <laughs> I tasted it, but I didn't like it at all. Um, all right, so now that we've gotten through some of the notes, as far as the um, structure and the balance of the wine, do you feel that it is like a low buzz wine? Do you feel like it's medium or do you feel like it is a lip tingling high? Oh, baby, I got to pee. <laughs> Second time. So it's high up there. The lip tingling. <laughs> <laughs> Dig dingling, if you yes. oh. have <laughs> girl. I got the pee. That's how you know it's good. I mean, I, I don't because I've had wines that are like really lip tingle, tingling, and I feel like they are some of the more dry wines. So I don't, I'm between lip tingling and like a medium, a medium, um, high because it is just like so good. And the last, great no, for its huh? I said it's great for its content, yeah. And for its price point, too. Oh, definitely. For the structure and balance, would you say, going back to the viscosity, what we learned about viscosity, because remember, if you swirl it around and you can kind of see it cascading down, it might be medium or high. If you don't really see much, that might mean that it's more light-bodied. Do you think this is a light-bodied, medium-bodied, or full-bodied one? Maybe this is full-bodied. Full-bodied. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm excited because I still have to like learn myself, but I think it's definitely, I'll probably say medium, between medium and full. I have to like really do some investigative research. I'm probably more on like the full body side um, because it definitely, so when like you swirl it around the glass and you see it kind of cascading down when you look closely, those are called like tears or legs, they might call them, of the glass. So, so when, huh? So when you think like, you know, Joe put Joe put Joe Button nope. and them are doing like their podcast or whatever and they're all sitting in the same room and then do men just not have to pee because I gotta pee. Should I be drinking on their podcast? They don't I don't think so, but I gotta I, I gotta pee. Go ahead, pause, I pee. We can pause, because I actually gotta pee too. Oh no, you can go you can do your thing, thing, thing. Oh, I'm about to pause but I never pause the recording. I'm just scared if I do I would lose it. I like your hair, Alexis. Thank you. This is a wig. Um, okay, so we so okay, so the last two questions or three questions. Um, just give me three words that might describe this wine. If you had to like sum this wine up for like a friend who was interested in buying, what would you say about this wine? Hmm. I would say sweet, sultry, mm. and um Feeling, because I'm getting kind of full of drinking this. All right, sultry is a great word. I've never heard anybody say sultry. <laughs> I think I would say strong and worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's three different words: strong, worth it. Listen, <laughs> please, baby. For eight nine, this will be the only one I buy. Girl, you just finessed our ass. <laughs> it did. Um, yeah. Worth it. I don't know. I, 
think if I had to had to describe it, I would say it is it is also sweet. Um, I'm gonna use the word berryful. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm just gonna throw it out there. <laughs> um, and let me taste again. Um, strong. Every time I taste, I taste strong. <laughs> yeah, but I also feel like it's it's an entertaining wine. Like I feel like this is a wine that you can take to like a function. Mm-hmm. And people that might not even like wine, or like you said earlier, um, it's like uh, red wines who people who may not indulge in those regularly would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I think I would say like sweet, very full, and entertaining. Yeah, and it doesn't give me a headache. Normally, white wines give me oh, red wines give me a really bad headache, and this one doesn't. Yeah, but this one is, this is a, a good quality wine, especially for $8 or $9, rather. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. All right. Um, If you had to pair this wine with anything that you ate, what would you pair it with? So they said in the description, I think that this is, it's best to pair with like um, everything from cheeseburgers to chocolate pudding. So what would you choose to pair it with? Well, it went really well with my pretzels, pepperoni, hummus, and uh, mozzarella cheese sticks. <laughs> her shark coochie board. Exactly. Her, yeah, my little, uh, coochie. <laughs> her coochie board. <laughs> it went well with her coochie board. Mm-hmm. It tastes delicious because it, it, it balanced everything out. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not super sweet like a dessert wine, but it's almost almost sweet enough. This is like the perfect red wine for me because it's not, like you said, super sweet like the Stella Rosas of the world. Um, because Stella is only like 5, 5% or so. So it really feels like you're drinking like a sort of grape juice. But this yeah. gives me that same satisfaction, but it's like a higher, um, you know, alcohol or ABV, which is alcohol by, alcohol by volume. Yeah, this is really good. What about you? No. This shit gonna knock me the hell out. So, <laughs> I'm not even sleepy yeah. drinking this though. Huh? But you also had an edible though. That that counts as something. Oh, and I don't drink wine. <laughs> you yeah, you drink <laughs> <laughs> But if you had to like pair this with a meal, what would you have it with? And that's what's crazy because I was gonna say like earlier when Mays was talking about, oh, when she can do a red wine is with a steak, I was like I don't know if there are foods that I can actually drink a wine with because I, I, for one, I don't look. I I like drinking wine, but my preferred choice is a liquor. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just going to grab a wine, and if I am, it's not to pair it with my food. So I never paired it with my food. And so I'm just trying to think like, okay, well, maybe if I pair this with food, no, it, it wouldn't taste right with that Alfredo I made yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely don't taste good with that fried chicken that I made earlier today. So maybe it would have to be with some red meat. I don't know. A red wine with the red meat. Maybe that would be really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when I first read the back of it and it was talking about it would pair well with cheese, but I'm like, who the fuck is drinking wine and eating cheeseburgers? Hey, but like, I could see myself like literally eating a cheeseburger now while drinking this wine. Mm-hmm. Satisfied. I, I don't that. know. It's the alcohol for me. It's that aftertaste of alcohol that just I don't be trying to eat meals after I'm drinking. Yeah. Girl, what? <laughs> the best time. Unless I'm done, I'm, okay, 
I don't try to eat meals when I'm drinking. Mm. Okay. Um, like, oh, Lord, so I'm like, I'm a toddler. <laughs> no, I could, I could go for a cheeseburger right now. All right, period. Oh my <laughs> goodness. So I've got this thing for jalapenos. I don't know what the hell it is, but jalapenos are on my fucking list right now. And Wendy's has this damn jalapeno popper burger. Ooh, that sounds good. Fucking delicious. <laughs> I can't. I only got a, a select few places where I can order burgers from, or like red meat. It's a chicken sandwich. It's a spicy chicken oh, sandwich okay. with jalapenos on it. My God, my God! Look, I saw a tap of the brow. Let her tell you. Look, right. you eat meat. She said. <laughs> I had Wendy's within like the last two weeks, but I, every time I go there, I get their um uh, the chicken nuggets. Oh, so far spicy. That, did they still got the spicy nuggets, or they got rid of them again? They oh, brought them back. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if they nixed them from the menu again. Yeah, Wendy's, they be getting down. I, I like Wendy's. Okay, so my second to last question is my always my favorite question. If you had to describe this wine as a person, like a famous person or a celebrity, anything like that, who would you just who would this wine be? Take a take an extra sip if you need it. I feel like this is a hard one. It really is. Because when I first drank this, I was like, God damn, we giving um Snoop a run for his money. <laughs> I don't know who else is making wine. Like, I think these aren't the same types of wines because I don't know that 19 Crimes is a, is a Shiraz. I probably have to look at it. But this does I give me a run for his I think it's so sweet red wine. I don't really drink his white wines, though. I've only had his rosé ones. Mm -hmm. But his red wine is pretty nice. And it's drier than this. Exactly. I like dry wines. Do you really? I prefer them because I don't like mixed drinks. So if I'm not drinking a wine, because the wine is not my first choice, a shot is. So the drier, the better. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, because you I'm like transition from a shot to wine. I'm gonna prefer it to be dry. Yeah. And Snoop's wines were pretty dry, but this is like a sweet, but it's very, very strong. I have the hiccups now. Oh, so you drunk for real? <laughs> <laughs> it got it is very strong, girl. Look, I My get sir, and I don't know if y'all gonna be prepared for it or not. But if I had to describe this. Jam jar sweet sh- Shiraz. And I'm Danny Glover. Bitch, no, I don't forget Danny Glover. <laughs> no, I think mine would be Amy Winehouse. And oh. I say that because I know it's very random, but it is it is sweet, but it has like a tinge of like tartness or sass in the same way that her voice, well, since she's since like passed and gone to be the Lord, but oh. like her voice did. So I just, I really, I really enjoy this jam jar. It reminds me of Amy, Amy Whitehouse. That makes me miss singing with y'all. I know. I, My favorite Amy Whitehouse song definitely is Valerie. Do you know Valerie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Valerie. I loved it. <laughs> Valerie. Girl, loved it. That's a big time for me. All right, let's do um, our last two segments. 
we're going to wrap up. So um, our second to last segment is our sip on that segment in which we talk about things that have either pissed us off or things we just might need to get off our chest. So do you have a sip on that for the week? My sip on that, I cannot tell you guys on the recorded line. <laughs> <laughs> is it about what we talked about previously? Okay. No. Mm. Okay. Um, <laughs> is it about a guy? Um, related to that, but not necessarily. But um, I don't know. Well, my sip on that is I feel like I need to quit and get another job. That's another one. Oh no! Are you serious? Absolutely. What other job were you looking at? Y'all, I worked, the other day I worked 12 hours. I had a 12 hour duty day and I got paid for six hours. Why? Because that's just- Why your job? Wait, what? Every, like, you know, if you, the time that you have to like spend with getting the passengers off and like, we had like a, like a four hour sit at the airport in Orlando waiting on our next plane. You don't get paid for any of that. So we got paid for six hours. We had over a 12 hour day. So I'm like, this is not worth it. (laughs) So that's my sip on that. I'm sipping on finding another job because this is too much. <laughs> Outside of the aircraft industry, airline industry. Yeah, I'm just I want to work from home. Just chill. I'm just tired of being gone all the goddamn time. I was gonna say you got to move around a lot, like physically. Mm-hmm. I feel like one thing that has come out of this pandemic is that the work the workforce has changed like permanently. People are feeling like yeah, work at working at all. Yeah, but exactly. People are feeling like if I'm not comfortable in this position or in this job, I have like the autonomy and the flexibility to move into something else that makes me happy or not work at all. Because I also feel like like my work um, is like changing or like my my attitude rather towards work is changing and that I, I prefer to work at home, but I'm, I mean, I can also go into like a physical space, but I'm also, I need to be valued as a person no matter what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. you need to honor my time. You need to honor my like emotional capacity. You need to honor like what it is that I, I will do and won't do because I'm a full like human being, you know? And yeah. like the workforce needs to make sure that it evolves, but like the needs of its employees. I don't y'all seen like on social media there are like a lot of uh fast food restaurants who are like posting um pictures of like the drive-through and then the 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 sign will say like oh we're closed because people don't want to come to work well you're damn right people don't want to come to work because people are not valued at taco bell people are not valued at mcdonald's people are not valued at hardy's people are not valued at these institutions in which they don't prioritize their employees so if i know that i'm going to be exploited or i know i'm not going to be like valued as a human being i'm not coming to y'all shit to make y'all money when y'all don't pay me money or the money that i should be work you know earning or just respected in general yeah like i'm not i'm a whole ass human being mm-hmm. i'm gonna be here with up issues and family problems yeah, so I mean, I feel like the workforce is changing we'll see what happens when we come out on the other side of this pandemic fully because you know we're still going through the throes of that and such but I feel like it's changing permanently and it should it should I feel like I don't know why we haven't had a four day work week I don't know why we can't work Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday have Friday Saturday Sunday off I feel like that's more than reasonable because I'm a whole ass human being and I need to be there are multiple people that I, I was just talking to a co-worker this morning who um 
she she works in our department, but she also runs like a cake business on the side. And when I say this bitch is talented, y'all, like legit. She comes up with designs I've never seen before. And she she said that she learned from um, YouTube. So she's self-taught. I'm like, let people be able to like contribute to this business, this organization, this industry, and then be able to like not only take care of themselves, but be able to indulge in the things that they're also interested in. I can't just be given like everything that I have or like my full self to this job and then not be able to pour into the things that I love to do or pour into my family or pour into like my friendships because I'm so like, you know, empty because I've given everything that I have to you and knowing that you don't value me as a human being. That's- yeah. I feel like that's my sip on that, but <laughs> my sip on that for the week was, um, y'all seen that video of this, this white lady who's like kind of clocking this skater, skater guy, the skater dude. Mm-mm. Girl, all I see is white women. Is what? Wow. Talking to all they neck. Karen. So there was this Karen. She was like, uh, there was a guy who was skating around um, some area. I don't even know what city this was in, but he was skating around. You know how certain places will have like no skateboarding or whatever. So it must have been one of those sorts of like venues or whatever. And this woman is literally clocking this dude as he's riding on his skateboard around the area, trying to like get him to kind of fall off or communicate to him, you cannot be skateboarding here. But who my- made her the Huh? Who made her the authority? Who made you the authority? My issue is that with parents, a lot of the time they make things that are not their business, their business. You have nothing to do with this man. If he wants to skate around the parking lot or whatever, what the fuck is it to you? But the thing is that Karen's want to be in control so much that they will literally risk their, their well-being and their life and their happiness to make sure that someone else is not happy because they're not happy about what it is that somebody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And then the thing is, it's like, if you are as scared as you advertise yourself to be, if you are as threatened as you feel like you are, go the fuck inside your big mansion of a house. <laughs> go inside. Go swim in your backyard pool, bitch. Go hoop in your front yard um, basketball court. Do something other than harass the people that are walking in the sidewalks because if you are really that threatened, you would take your entitled ass into your entitled brick house and you would call nine motherfucking one and they would come out with guns drawn just to shoot us down. Don't worry. Like, don't worry. They will be here. What are you hesitating for? The quicker you call, the quicker we'll be shot down. So I'm not really sure why you're trying to build up a case or a story against us or all like we're harassing you or or threatening your children and all these other things when you know for a fact if we had done nothing they would still be here to kill us exactly and the thing about that case is that she was committing the the aggressions or transgressions against another person when if that person had gotten like say that person had decided to to defend themselves and be like will you please get the fuck away from me man oh my god oh my god my god would be the person in the wrong and that shit is not right and that is why sometimes i do not feel safe around like and i'm just being completely honest but what i'm saying is sometimes i do not feel safe for those exact reasons because they can immediately turn or flip the script on us to where 
we might be the victim in the situation, but we end up being the the aggressor. And that's not fair. All right, girl, we've been on here for hours. So we're going to move into our last segment of the night, which is our happy hour. We have to round out everything that we talked about, the highs and the lows, by talking about something beautiful, something purposeful, something that gives us a sense of happiness. So um, I'm going to start. I sent y'all a uh, video that I saw. It was on Twitter, but it came, I guess it came from TikTok, um, of a little boy who was teaching his, who I presume to be like older sister, older cousin, something like, cause she didn't look old enough to be his mom. Um, teaching, teaching her like a TikTok dance. And he was like calling up the moves. He's like, June bug, left, right, up, down, TikTok, ooh, ooh. Like he was like giving her the moves and it made me super happy. One to see like a little black boy who was like super like joyful and happy and was like operating in his purpose because he's going to be a choreographer like make no mistake um but it just made me super happy to know that the next generation is going to lead us in something I don't know if it's going to be TikTok dances I don't know if they're going to be like the next generation to rebel I don't know what it's going to be maybe he will be choreographing at all he, he going to be doing something just know because these kids, they be on TikTok. Do you, do y'all know how hard TikTok is? I, I did a TikTok. I don't, I don't, I don't want a TikTok. I saw the other day because You said what? I don't. I said I actually don't because I don't own a TikTok due to those privacy settings and how they were saying they was on hack our shit. Oh, that is true because they were talking about banning our shit. But that shit is fucking hard. And Alexa saw it, I think, the other day when I made a TikTok of a uh, cocktail that I was making. Yeah. Like, you got to put individual, like, clips together to make a Because what I was trying to do originally was make a reel. But I didn't know at the time that reels can only be, like, 30 seconds or, like, a minute or something like that. But the video was, like, a minute. It was, like, actually two minutes almost. That shit was hard. So I could have definitely used a mentor. Yeah, it it's definitely no joke. And then learning how to use all the audio and everything, it's it's hard. But oh, shit, exactly. that just shows how old we are because the kids get it. <laughs> I don't know how to do any of that shit. That's what I'm like. I thought a reel was definitely more than a minute. I ain't doing it. Um, what are y'all happy about? Happy. What are y'all's happy hours for the week? Um my child is potty trained. Exactly. I don't have to clean nobody's asses, especially asses that I don't get paid to clean. (laughs) That's been a plus. Um, I will be starting my YouTube this week. Yay. Can you tell us a little bit about the YouTube Spicy E? Yes, so I will drop the link below. That's what they be doing. <laughs> the link will be below. Well, no, I will drop the link down there. I am trying to do more spicy challenges. Um, because my first uh, video will be uh, the 10 atomic wings in 10 minutes. So we're going to try to do that for my first video and get that out there as soon as possible. Uh, other than that, I Oh, I mean, my baby is going to be starting a page, but you got to follow mine first to get to that one. So we will start there. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Awesome. 
happy. Mm. What's your happy hour, please? Um, I have been. I feel like this one is hella personal. It's like it doesn't really reflect on other people, but like, um, I've been doing a good job of myself. Like I've been, you know, going to therapy every week, going to work out almost every day, eating better. Just trying to overall make myself the person that I'd like to become. <laughs> so I guess that's a, a happy hour thing. Yeah, I wish I could have a, something that. No, that's what I'm listening. Yeah. But also, don't be sure not to discredit your own experience because I feel like a lot of people think you know the reasons they need to go to to therapy are childhood trauma, which are true. But um, for me, I feel like the reason that I've been going to therapy is because of recent experiences that I've gone through and I've been working to overcome. So don't feel like you you know if you haven't had some like crazy like Jerry Springer childhood that you can't go to therapy or that you don't deserve it you know like yeah. it it's everyday experiences even now as an adult and trying to come come to become the person that you want to be like you know that it's all very hard it's all very difficult we all have crazy ass experiences you know but we all of course become numb and get used to them so we feel like they, they don't necessarily need therapy but sometimes talking to another person, all right so y'all we've talked y'all's head off we've had a great conversation <laughs> We hope y'all enjoyed. We definitely enjoyed this wine. I will be picking this jam jar up again because this is like phenomenal to me. For eight dollars, you cannot beat it. Not you, eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine. You you really cannot beat this shit. Um. So thank you guys for joining us. This has been another great episode of Her Through the Grapevine, and we will catch y'all on the next wine down. Follow us on social media at HTTG the pod on Instagram and on Twitter. And we will see you guys later. Bye.